Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here. Hope you all having a good week and you all ready for some awesome pro wrestling. We're going to be talking GCW's collective on this show. And just so you know kind of what to expect, uh, we do a full-on GCW collective preview. And then there's going to be a full podcast that's about another two hours. And that's going to be a full preview of independentwrestling.tv's showcase of the independence. So you may hear me and Moe's talking a little bit about each show on this collective preview, but you'll kind of know what I mean. Once you get kind of into it, we deep dive on so many wrestlers, so many of the matches. We literally make predictions for every single match for the entire weekend that we know of. So just keep that in mind as you're listening. A lot of deep dives here, and then there's more predictions on the next podcast. So keep your eyes and ears open for those, and I hope you all uh, check it out. Make sure to use code FIGHTTALK on independentwrestling.tv. Help support myself, help support Moe's, and uh, watch some great wrestling this week and this weekend. So without any further ado, here is the GCW Collective Preview with myself and John Mosley. Welcome to the special episode of the Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. I'm Steven Jensen, and I am joined today by John Mosley, a.k.a. Jumpin' Johnny Mosley, a.k.a. Moe's, who's going to be a part of GCW's Collective Weekend, as well as IWTV's Showcase of the Independence, and I'm happy to have Moe's on here. Um, me and him do a show every Monday talking mixed martial arts over on my Fight Talk podcast feed, and you know he's a big fan of independent wrestling, and he's heavily involved, so happy to have him on, and uh, Moe's, introduce yourself, man. Welcome to the show. Well, yeah, I'm going to say, you, you, you got me all summed up quick, bro. Um, yeah, man, I'm fired up. We always end up talking about wrestling off air so it's pretty cool to have the uh the red light on baby yeah for for what for what are you saying there is like 
me and him will record a show and our our episode will be like an hour to an hour and a half long but sometimes we're talking for like an hour or two before we start recording just about an independent wrestling and we're always like man we should just make this into a show but like we don't want to like get blackballed either and like you know say something <laughs> that we didn't mean to or something or you know what i mean because we're just kind of kicking back and, and just talking um but i'm really really excited for this today because there's a lot of great wrestling that's happening this week uh i mean this week this weekend obviously we have wrestlemania on saturday and sunday and there's a lot surrounding that so yeah man i mean anything you want to say before we just kind of jump right into uh to this gcw collective no, man, fired up. Happy to be a part of both of these uh, collection of shows. Uh, let's do it, man. Let's get into it. Um, collective Remix, IWTV Showcase, The Independence. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. I'm fired up. So the first show we got here, and, and just for the listeners out there, what we're going to be doing is we're going to go through all of the collective, and then we'll go through all of the showcase of The Independence. So we're going to start with the collective. First show we got here. Happening on Thursday, Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F and Stack Show. I mean, everything this weekend, or the, I keep saying this weekend, but really this whole week and weekend, just so much good stuff. And the first, it's ironic, it's perfect that this is the first match that we're going to be talking about for this whole this whole event. We have Nolan Edward taking on Daniel Garcia. Moe's, a guy who's very close to Nolan Edward, shout out to KOBK. Let me know your thoughts on this, man. What's it feel like to see your boy Nolan in there against a guy like Daniel Garcia, who's who's super talented? Um, you know, I will do some we'll do predictions as well um, for these matches. You know, wh- who, who do you think wins this one? I know it's going to you might be a little bit biased here, but, you know, let us know a little bit about Nolan and uh, Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I'm absolutely biased. I am. I, I can keep a level head and absolutely. I I could pick Daniel Garcia because Daniel Garcia is so good, uh, absolutely underrated talent that I've been wanting to see this match forever. Uh, Red Death, I, I know he just uh, he, he just added some gold to around his waist. He's going to be on a bunch of matches uh, throughout the weekend and the week, uh, just like Nolan is. But Nolan, of course, is a part of the crew. He's someone that. Uh, I've really got to know uh, the last couple of years. It's pretty crazy saying I've known him that long. It doesn't, it doesn't feel that I've known Nolan that long. Um, but we've we've uh, really got to uh, you know share share some car rides together. Um, you know he and Brett are are two guys that uh, you know that's where the brand the the KOBK you know everything we're we're kind of we're doing with that came from a trip. Uh, where where Nolan, Brett, and I made uh, made the trek up to ICW up in Jersey, and um, and those couple of days, man, were really special. And uh, and I, I mean, I'll go to the grave looking back on that weekend. Uh, I learned so much about not just wrestling, but I mean, just life around Nolan. He sees wrestling so much different than anyone else because of the life he's led. Uh, the Dirty Orphan Gang, I mean, the kid's been through so much, uh, but he's still got so, so much he wants to give. So I, I'm picking Nolan Edward in this. It is partly because of bias, and it also is just because I know how much this matchup means to Nolan. Like, he wants to be in there with Daniel Garcia, because Garcia is another one that he attacks wrestling different than anybody else that, uh, that we've ever seen before. 
Yeah, for sure. I I can't wait for this one. Going to be super, super fun to watch. And uh, Nolan, you know, me and Mose were talking about it before the show, but uh, the last match I saw Nolan wrestle, he defeated G-Raver in an absolute banger of a match. So Nolan's got a lot of momentum coming into this weekend, as does Daniel Garcia, who, as Mose mentioned, just recently won another title. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what company it was for. But that was like literally like two weekends ago. He defeated Christian Casanova for it. I do remember that. Um, but that all being said, really, really great matchup there. Up next, we have Jimmy Lloyd taking on Starboy Charlie. And this is really interesting because, you know, obviously Jimmy Lloyd, you know, it's his event. Mm-hmm. And Starboy Charlie is what, like 17 years old or something? Very young. It's almost, I mean, it's a match we'll get to, but Starboy Charlie and Billy Starks have a lot of parallels. Yes, yes, totally agree. Uh, both both literal teenagers. Uh, yeah. Both, both very talented, though. I mean, it's wild to say, but, like, at their age, you know, they do deserve their spots on these shows, and they're only going to keep getting better. I can't even imagine how good Starboy Charlie's going to be once he hits his 20s. It, it kind of reminds you of a guy who we'll talk about uh, on this show as well, not on the GCW show, but here on the Weekender you know, kind of reminds me like Jaden Newman's story. You know what I mean? Guy mm-hmm. starts at, at like 15 years old, and by the time he's 22, he's out there just killing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you you let off with it the fact that that Charlie's in there with Jimmy Lloyd on Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. Gonna be a big match. Jimmy's a challenge. Jimmy's one that known for the uh, the more violent side of wrestling, but Jimmy's put on some bangers, uh, just technical side of stuff. So. Being in there with the uh, the man whose name is all over the flyers, it's a big spot for Charlie to be in. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. As far as a prediction, this is a tough one for me to call because I, you know, I think some people listening might think that because your name is attached to the event that you're going to win. But, like, it really is pretty 50-50 when you watch these kind of shows. Like, it, it really never actually means you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I don't want to lean towards Jimmy Lloyd because it's his show. And I do like Tr- Starboy Charlie a lot, but I just feel like it's WrestleMania weekend. It's it's GCW. I mean, Jimmy Lloyd is the man over there. Like, I I, I like Starboy and I like where he's at so far in his career. But I, I think I think it just makes the most sense for Jimmy Lloyd to win here. What do you think? Yeah, I think Charlie, it's close. It's neck and neck. It's a back and forth. Charlie almost gets him a couple of times, but Jimmy just a little bit better uh, on this day is what I'm expecting. Yeah, good stuff. After that, we got Myron Reed taking on Dante Leon or Leon. I'm not sure how. I think it's Dante Leon. uh, Super underrated match here, man. Dante wrestled Jordan Oliver in a heater for violence and suffering a couple weeks ago. So being in there with Myron Reed, bro, this is definitely one to circle. His name is super familiar. He's very colorful. He flies around a lot. Um, the That match, I, I'm sorry, I go back to it again. He, he and J.O. at Vines and Suffering, he does some very incredible aerial stuff, does Dante Leon. Um, for sure, again, he in there with Myron. Myron Reed's so, supremely underrated. Like, the fact that Myron Reed is, is, what, 22 or 23, and he is, like, in my opinion – one of the best wrestlers, hashtag Flippy Boys, whatever you want to say uh, to, about Myron Reed, man. I just clean as it gets in ring. Yeah, and you know, me and me and you have talked about this off air before, but you know, this is and this is not 
um, to downplay anybody. This is just to kind of hype up Myron and like give him his credit. There are guys that we've been seeing get signed, uh, you know, such as Ben Carter, Blake Christian, uh, Alex Zane, you know, a lot of guys that like we're really behind, you know, I know you have like a long history with, with a lot of those guys as well. And like, we're super happy for where they're at, but it's like, we both feel like Myron's just as good as those guys are. You know what I mean? Like, it, so I really feel like we're going to see him really blow up sometime soon. Cause he's, he's really, really damn good. Couldn't agree more. Uh, shout out Alex Zane. Uh, I think Myron Reed is, I mean, I don't know about the next wave. I've been saying that for the last couple. Again, so young, but so good. You will be seeing Myron Reed all over your television. I know he's already, I mean, He's already doing the MLW thing, so technically he's all over your TV, but he's going to be on broadcast television, I'm telling you. Yeah, well, and, and MLW looks like they're about to get some sort of TV deal. Court Bauer keeps teasing that, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more big things from Myron Reed, as well as his partner, Jordan Oliver, who's also right. on this on the same GCW show. Um, next match, oh, and by the way, I'm taking Myron Reed for my prediction. Um, after that, we got Juicy Fanot taking on one called Manders, and I mean, these are these are two big dudes, man. This is going to be a hoss fight. What do you what do you think about this one? I think this is a great match for everyone involved. Juicy is in making that name, of course, the collective uh, last re, uh, l- l- last October really made a name for himself there. And, um, you know, doing all the right things. And he's been putting there with great talent for GCW. Manders very much the same way, made his name, make, tearing up those highways, setting up rings when he's got to. So two very hungry talents, very big boys. I expect this to be another one that maybe gets overlooked until we get there. I'm, I'm going to go Manders because I've known Manders forever, and I understand the hunger there. But either one of these just behemoths could get this win. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough one to predict because – like Juicy moves around very well for a man his size. I'm I'm very impressed. Um, I think he's still a little. I I'd never I never you know who am I to say this, but I still feel like he's a little green. You know, every now and then I see some of his matches and like for instance, he had a match with Chris Dickinson not long ago. And yes. And I couldn't tell if I never looked into it, but it, it seemed like Dickinson was really pissed and frustrated, like for real. Um, now maybe that was Dickinson just being a great worker and like making me feel that way. Like, uh, but it just seemed a little, it's something that seems a little off to me um, when they, when they wrestled that and at the end of that match. And, but I've always liked juicy from, from what I've seen of him and main, mainly what I've seen has been GCW and then Manders, you know, we can talk about, you know, his run at SUP and his stuff mm-hmm. at SCI all day. You know what I mean? Like um, he's, he's really one of uh, those guys who really, I mean, He'd been doing good stuff, but I think he really started blowing up after he won that future showcase at the Scenic City Invitational. And since then, I mean, he's really he's a guy who we both talked about. Like he's he's very uh sorry word. I could definitely see him being a wrestler on television. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he, he really he has the look and the size and the in ring ability and he's a very likable guy. He's easy to get behind. Um I'm going to go with Manders as well. It's a tough call, but but I, I'm just leaning Manders. Um, after this one, or after that match, I should say, we got Jordan Oliver versus Everett Connors. And this might be the match I'm actually looking forward to the most on this whole show, um, which is saying a lot because I really like a lot of these matches. But Jordan Oliver, a guy that you know very well, and Everett Connors, a guy that I 
I probably saw some of his first matches ever when I was going up to Glory Pro in the St. Louis area. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, way before he was doing this gimmick and all this stuff that he's doing now. Uh, so I love this matchup. And this is, you know, Everett is a guy who, I, if I remember correctly, he made his GCW debut like a few months ago. And like, if, like no one knew who he was and he wrestled Joey Janela. Yeah, I believe that was the 24-hour show. Yes, you're right. You're right. And um, and then and everyone out there and he beat him and Janelle and Janelle like put him over huge, like after the match, like on the microphone and stuff. And all of a sudden, Everett Connors goes from this guy who like really the only really like the St. Louis area knew about. That was really it. Um, And then now he's like people are begging to see him back in GCW, which is just awesome. And Jordan Oliver, I feel like they couldn't be better opponents for each other. So how are you feeling about this one, man? Let, let us know your thoughts on Oliver and Connors. Super fired up. Uh, Connors is one of my favorite dudes. Uh, the first time I met him was at Paradigm a while, a while, a while ago. He just is one that he 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 kind of he, he lived in his territory. He did his territory, he did his thing. But when you when you're just so beloved like he is now, man, you you gotta you gotta get out and expand. So Everett down here, I know he's hungrier than he's ever been. And why not, man? He's so talented. He's got such a great energy. Um, another one of the, the talents we'll talk about that completely in their own realm of what they do, what they bring, original as it gets, which you don't see enough of that. And he's in there with Jordan King Oliver, who, like, he's the guy. I mean, Jordan Oliver, we talk about Meyer, we talk about this next wave. Like, Jordan Oliver, again, so young, but, like, just TV ready right now. You know what I mean? Like, he is so good at everything. He's a student of the game. He works submissions. He can beat you up. He can fly. He can do everything and anything he wants. Uh, Jordan Oliver is absolutely one of my favorites to watch on the scene. This is, again, this whole show, it, it feels very underrated, but a match that story can be told there with Everett absolutely uh, uh, proving himself again in there with Jordan, who no doubt is is going to be uh, – maybe looking to make him humble a little bit in his own way. So I, I can't wait for it, man. I'm with you. This, I mean, this absolutely could be a main event. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, and, and the prediction in this one's like almost impossible. <laughs> um, I, I'm assuming you're going with Jordan. Yeah. I'm leaning Jordan only because of what I said. The Jordan's been there before ever huge spot. I'm not saying he's the lights are too big. Cause I know he loves those lights, but in this situation, I gotta lean Jo. Yeah, I mean, not a bad pick. I'm I'm gonna actually go the opposite this time. I'm gonna go Everett, and I'm gonna go because I think that, especially kind of knowing the GCW crowd, Everett's like so new to them. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm -hmm. I I think that they could really try to push him as something different on that brand, and I think he'll get over big time. I mean, he already has, but. Um, I think this match is only going to help that. And, and the good thing is, no matter who wins this one, like, it really doesn't matter because both guys are going to be fine either way. Um, after that, we got Sky Blue taking on Billy Starks and also taking on Roxy in a triple threat match. Uh, Billy Starks, somebody that we mentioned before uh, when we were talking about Starboy Charlie. And shout out to Robert Bellamy, a.k.a. Mouse, uh, one of the best photographers in the in the whole game of professional wrestling. Uh, the father of Billy Starks, for those of you who may not know. But, uh, but what do you think about this one, man? We got a, a triple threat women's match here on uh, GCW. Yeah, all young talent. 
I believe Sky Blue may be the oldest of the three, and she's totally like in her early early twenties. Uh, Roxy won out of the Texas territory. Uh, got a lot of buzz around her. I believe she even just minor thing I saw. Uh, I believe she made like a cameo on Total Divas, like when she was you know thirteen, fourteen. Um, huh. You know what I mean? Been training around that age. So we're talking. I think mean, she's nineteen, twenty now. So. Again, a third of her life has been training, wrestling, doing this. So great spot for Roxy. Of course, we both know Billy very well. Shout out Billy Starks, BSB, Mouse, the whole crew. Shout out Juicebox, Bug Kickass Becky, the whole family. It's um, it's a beautiful thing to see to be around that that family uh, because of the hunger in Billy. How good, how great she is, how great she can be. She wants it now. Uh, I can't wait for this match, man. I think I say it every every one. I'm I'm going with Billy because you know I, I'm I'm not I'm obviously KOBK, but we uh, we down with the BSB crew. Uh, but Sky Blue and Roxy, if you don't know these names, they're gonna turn some heads. Yeah, man. Um, and Billy Starks, uh, what like 16 years old? Yeah. By the way, she's just now driving, and she's this good. Yeah, she's I I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like, I think she is the future of women's wrestling, like, you know, of all wrestling, really. But I would say she's legit the future. I know, you know, I hate that side of I don't. Okay, we all see wrestling different. I'm not going to say I hate it. If you don't like intergenerational wrestling, that's totally fine. We all see it different. But Billy Starks can get in there and go with any type of talent, any size, anything and put on a good match at this age. That's incredible. Yeah, like I've seen her wrestle Calvin Tankman. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's wild. Um, so, yeah, huge shout-out. BSB, Big Starks brand, everything that you said. I'm going with Billy Starks as well, and I think she's going to have a really big weekend. Um, after that, man, I, th- this is a damn good matchup right here. we got Atticus Coger taking on Trey Lamar. Uh, man, Atticus, obviously a guy who's heavily involved with GCW, a guy who, you know, with RSP and, and 440, and we're going to be talking about, you know, more of that, you know, throughout this, this, this whole weekend. But Atticus is one of the, honestly, one of my favorite guys out on the indie scene. And I'm not even much of like a deathmatch guy for, on a personal level. Like I watched some of it. Mose knows my feelings on it. Like I like to watch it. And I want to watch it all, but sometimes some of this stuff just makes it to where I just, it's just tough for me to watch sometimes. Um, but Atticus is so damn entertaining that I just, I'm a really big fan of his and Trey Lamar is a guy who I think we're going to be talking about is like, you know, getting signed over the next, I mean, it'll be sooner than we think he was already doing stuff with impact wrestling. Like he he's, he's going to be one of those next few waves. I think, um, especially if there's companies like the WWE that are still, uh, kind of in like a hiring spree, like. Like, we're seeing a lot of guys, like we mentioned before, like the Ben Carters and Blake Christians of the world out there. Like, I think Trey Lamar, in a very short time, could be in that same type of conversation. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, this is a match that I think we're lucky we're getting when we are, because I don't think Atticus is going to... I mean, and the thing with Atticus is just, like, you just don't see a lot of deathmatch wrestling on on mainstream television. But the good thing for Atticus is he's he's great as a character and he doesn't need to like he can wrestle any style i just know him best from most of the deathmatch stuff that he does so uh what do you think about this one man like who do you think wins between koger and lamar and what are your thoughts on both these guys 
you summed it up perfectly. I both these talents could be on TV ASAP. Atticus has a look unlike any other, and Atticus is just so talented when it comes to understanding the production side of wrestling, understanding the art, if you will, side of wrestling. Uh, and, and Trey just goes, 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 goes. Um, maybe a match that for the uninitiated may kind of seem weird on paper, but this just looks to me like two blue chip prospects that have put a, put a heater on. I'm going to go with Trey, but it's a little bit of an upset, I think, because I want to I want to say Addy Atticus with the win. But I think I'm going Trey Lamar. Whew, man, that's a tough that's a real tough call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to go Atticus. I got to. It's GCW. I got to. Um, and me and Mose have talked about this off off the record before, but like. I think that Atticus is going to be an incredible babyface one day. I really do. Like, as great as a heel as he is, and all, all the despicable 4-4 stuff and all that, like, mm-hmm. he's he's a guy where I, I just get, I can get so behind him. You know, like, as far as, like, I care about what he's doing. Like, and that's uh, that's a really important thing, I think, in wrestling is, like, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, for whatever reason, like, I care about whatever Atticus Coker is doing. Always, always. Whatever Atticus is doing, there's thought behind it, there's motivation behind it, and that is something I can always get behind. For sure, for sure. Man, great stuff there. I, I love that matchup. Um, after that, we have the unguided team of Matt Vandegriff and Damian Drake taking on the team of YDNB, the team of Charlie Tiger and Ellis Taylor. Uh, surprisingly, this is the only tag team match on this whole show. Uh, but what do you think about this one, these two teams going at it? Who do you think wins? That's a great point. It is the only tag team match on this show, which tells me all the belief in that these two these two teams will steal the show. We only need one tag team match when you've got, you know, I, I don't know a ton about the unguided. I've seen them a little bit. Uh, I know the names. I know that they bring uh, are, are, you know, some buzz coming in. That was always good. Charlie Tiger, Ellis Taylor, two uh, hungry dudes that absolutely want to show why they're young, dumb, and broke. So uh, I'm going to go with Charlie and Ellis mainly because, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't got to uh, kick it with those guys, but I'm hoping to this week. Um, any Anything YDNB, man, uh, I can I can get behind, um, especially, again, knowing, you know, when you've got the Jordan Oliver stamp and you got this crew wants to show, hey, we deserve that stamp. Um, this is the time to do it. This is the place to do it for those that already don't know. I mean, obviously – you're repping that with him. Uh, you do, but uh, but yeah, big big time tag team match here. I, I'm going young, dumb, and broke. But again, this is another one that could absolutely steal the show. Yeah, for sure. I'm going YDMB also. It should be great. And like we were saying, only tag team match on the whole show. So I'm sure they'll be going out uh, really to show out and try to steal the show in this one. After that, we got a match that I'm really looking forward to this too. There's a lot of like potential show, uh, show stealers on this on this card, man. We got JJ Garrett taking on Marcus Marcus Mathers. Um, JJ Garrett, a guy who I'm a big fan of. If you've never seen him, he really looks like a throwback. Like he he really reminds me of. I, I think I heard MLJ and shout out to ML. Mm-hmm. I I think I heard MLJ describe him as like a cross between Scott Steiner and AC Slater. 
I, 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 and, and if it wasn't him, I'm sorry if I'm giving the wrong credit, but I definitely heard a commentator make that reference before. Um, and it's so accurate. Like the dude wrestles like a signer brother. He looks like Scott style. He looks like old, like he looks like young Scott Steiner with like the, the dark hair and the mullet and the whole deal. And I mean, big, big, big fan of his. And we've been seeing him on uh, AEW dark lately, which has been really cool. And Marcus Mathers, I just saw him wrestle like super recently. It had to have been over the, like just a couple of days ago. He won the uh, the the Wrestle Cup. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He lost the the final. The final, yeah. The final. He lost the finals of the Wrestle Cup. That's right to Reed Walker. Um, but Mathers is he? That dude is talented as heck. I mean, he's a guy who I, I think he's really flying under the radar right now and. This is an opportunity for, I think, Mathers and Garrett to both really break out. Um, th- this match could really help them create like a really big buzz, you know, coming out of this weekend. There might be a lot of people that haven't heard of these two guys that see this match and are like, oh, damn, like I, I got to see more of Garrett and Mathers. Yeah, Marcus Mathers is a H2O product, H2O rising star, the young prodigy, uh, both with some Jonesy merch. So definitely shout out Jonesy and support because. JJ and Marcus, too, on the upswing. JJ Garrett is loved in my house. Uh, my wife's a big JJ Garrett fan. Uh, we the, the All Real Monsters merch that he and Jonesy put out is absolute fire. And then that translates so well into the ring because so entertaining. Uh, again, this whole show is just full of hungry talent. But JJ and Marcus both looking to really make a stamp on the weekend uh, with this match. And anytime you've got two two talents like this meeting head to head, man, you're going to get fireworks. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Who do you think wins this one? Gosh, this is, this is one of the tougher ones for me because of how much I know both want this win. Uh, I I'm going to go JJ via headlock (laughs) via headlock. Nice. (laughs) I I'm going to go JJ also. But this is I think it's going to be a really, really damn good match. And I think both are going to be out there to prove a point, like to really try to steal the show. Um, I, I really love J.J. Garrett's match with Eli Everfly from I think that was the 24 uh, seven or the 24 hour show that uh, that GCW did. I think it was on that. And. I, you know, I personally, I said it on, on this show on the weekend or when it happened, but, you know, I thought that Garrett should have won that match. Um, you know, no disrespect to Everfly, but like, I just thought like JJ looks so damn good in that one. And some of the moves he does are, are super like underrated. He does this, this like cannonball frog splash. Yeah. It looks, it looks super impressive. Like I've seen him literally like in the same match, I watched him do uh, against Eli Everfly. I saw him powerbomb the dude from inside the ring to outside of the ring, like onto like a bar and then, um, and then powerbombed him from the, from like the, the bar table back into the ring and then do that frog splash. Like this dude is awesome. Like just anyway, I'm a huge fan. And and once again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mathers too. I haven't seen as much of him, but I'm, I can't wait to see more. And in the main event of this, well, I'm assuming is the main event of this show. I don't know if these are all in order or not. Um, probably not. Probably, probably not. Probably not the main event. Um, we have Gina Medina taking on Hijo de Kenneth Lupus, who 
you know, Gina Medina, I've been seeing uh, more and more recently on MLW. Uh, yep. They've been doing that feud between himself and Gringo Loco. Uh, and Giho, I don't know much about. I know he is a young, uh, young luchador in his early 20s, but I, I don't know if I've actually seen him wrestle, to be honest. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, Lucha Libre Showcase, Gino, with a little more name value, just what you said, the MLW. Uh, this is this is going to be a wild and crazy kind of match, man. Um, I know that uh, I know that that Gino, um, with all the MLW, you know, the eyes on you there, he's going to want to keep that going. And on the flip side of that, El Hio de Canis Lupus is looking to make a name off that man and looking to uh, to build on that, the fact that maybe, you know, Gino is the name in this match and hasn't seen more. So because of that, uh, I'm expecting this one to be some twists, some turns, and, and maybe a little bit of a surprise here before, uh, before Gino does get the job done. But I, I think this one could be very, very, very exciting. Yeah, I, I think these guys are going to go out there and, and put on uh, a bit of a different match than we might yes. see on the rest of the show. And I'm going to go with Gino as well. And I'm assuming, let me look at the next show we have. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, it's wild because I think all these matches are kind of in random order. Um, but we'll just go through them kind of as I see them. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was Jimmy Lloyd's Generation F. And that's going to be a hell of a show. Next show we got here is the Acid Cup 3, day one. And of course, uh, the Acid Cup, for those of you who may not know, it is a tribute tournament for the late Trent Acid, who is one of the first indie wrestlers like I remember knowing about. Like when I got into like I, I never I didn't get like super into like the indie scene until years later. But I remember like early 2000s when I was starting to watch TNA wrestling and then by kind of because I was watching that, I started discovering ring of honor. And I remember Trent acid being one of the guys that I was like, Oh, this guy's cool as hell. Like I, I thought that he was going to be like a big star in the WWF and all this stuff. And, and and it's really cool to see that they're still, you know, bringing his name up and stuff. Cause there, there was a great documentary about him that was put together years ago. And like, it was filmed right before he passed away. Yeah. Um, and I recommend you all watch that. I wish I could remember the name of it off the top of my head. But if you search, you know, Trent Acid documentary, I'm sure it'll pop right up. But it, I, I remember watching that. And then you just battled a bunch of demons. And, uh, and anyway, I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out there because th this is a show uh, in tribute to him. First match I see here, we got Jordan Oliver, who we've talked about already, taking on Edith Surreal. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, what do you think about Surreal, and what do you think about this matchup between uh, Surreal and Oliver? This is going to be a, a technical wizardry kind of match. Edith Surreal, the 2021 Cassandro Cup winner, in there with, again, Jordan Oliver. You've heard what I think about the kid. Uh, I think this is a... This is, I mean, this could have been a final, you know what I'm saying? But a first-round matchup that tells you how stacked the lineup is for the Acid Cup 3, which Acid Cup 2, uh, Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson beat Blake Christian in the final of that for those keeping score. Jordan Oliver lost in the semifinals that one, Steven Jensen. So you know Jordan looking to make a, a stamp here in there with Edith Surreal, who, again, the, the technical side really going to be shown out here. I'm excited for this one. Because he got so close last time, I'm going to go Jordan Oliver. But 
Uh, for any that haven't seen Eat Surreal, um, formerly known as What Full of Life with Apricots and Pears, I, I might have missed that up, but um, you've definitely oh, seen still, it. Yeah, still, still, still life. life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, still life. So made the uh, the change to Eat Surreal, and she's uh, been tearing it up. Like I said, Sandra Cup winner going to get a shot at the IWTV title this weekend. Don't be shocked if Edith really pushes Jordan Oliver to the limit. Yeah, this is going to be a, an interesting one. I think it's going to be real good. And I uh, I was always entertained by Still Life uh, yes. of with Apricots and Pears, of, of, of Apricots and Pears. I always get that name screwed up also. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think this will be a really good one also. I, I got it. Oh. Did you make a prediction? Did I miss did I miss your pick in that yeah, one? Yeah, I went Jordan just because he lost in the semis of Acid Cup two. I think he's coming back and looking to win the whole thing this year. That's right. You did you did say that. I I, I gotta go with you. I gotta go with you on that one too. Although, like you said, Edith Surreal coming off of that win of the Sakins. Mm-hmm. And that um has that match happened yet between Surreal and Moriarty? Because that earned Surreal a shot, right? Correct. That that will be on Family Reunion, I believe, show two. Okay, perfect. And we'll be covering that right here on this show. Perfect. Um, And speaking of Lee Moriarty, the next match I have right here, Lee Moriarty, the current independent wrestling.tv champion, taking on Treehouse Lee. And this will be this will be an interesting one because Lee Moriarty, you know, if you all listen to the Weekender podcast, I talk about him. Uh, fairly often he's in my opinion one of the best technical wrestlers in the world uh, he's a guy who had a huge uh, collective weekend uh, you know last year in Indianapolis was it in Indiana Indianapolis uh, yeah yeah it was Indy Indy so um you know my and my only uh, critique for those of you who listened to the weekender was he wrestled like 10 times and lost like nine of those 10 matches and I was like the matches were all great, but he he loses too much. I I, I wish he wouldn't lose so much if they're going to call him the best wrestler in the world. And now that's been totally 180. Like he's looking awesome. He's winning a lot of matches, and he is the IWTV champion. So I I, I think you know Lee Moriarty is is in a great spot right now. And Treehouse Lee's a guy I don't know as much about, but he's somebody I remember from like I've seen him in a lot of like multi man matches in GCW. Um, I've seen him in some, I've seen him in some, uh, singles matches. Like, I think I remember a match between himself and Janela. Um, but I think he's been on the losing end of most of the stuff I've seen. So what do you think about this matchup? Like the stylistic matchup between Moriarty and Lee and who do you think wins? Yeah. Treehouse Lee, very acrobatic treehouse, uh, always has the gears work and some really interesting offense that you can't really plan for. Lee, so technical, so good. Of course, the IWTV champion. Because of that, because of um, how active Lee has been and how just successful he's been, I- I'm picking Lee Moriarty, but Treehouse Lee has some really big matchups this weekend. So if you, uh, you know, if this is the first time hearing about Treehouse, this is a great introduction match because I think he's going to hang with the champ. Man, I'm looking forward to it. That, that'll be fun to watch because Treehouse, like you said, acrobatic, flies all over the place and Moriarty can do that type of Mm -hmm. stuff, but really sticks more so to the, to the technical wrestling. So I I like this stylistic matchup a lot as well. And I'm also going to go with Lee Moriarty. Um, After that, we got Dragon Bane taking on KTB. This, this will be a good one. Um, KTB. I feel like he might be one of the, I, I don't even know how to put it. Like, 
I feel like everybody who pays any attention like knows how big of a deal he is, but you mm-hmm. never really hear people talking about him. You know, does that make sense? No, it does. It, it absolutely does. KTV, I know he's made an appearance or two for AEW Dark. Uh, he is just a behemoth of a human being that can, you know, jump around. He nearly uh, he nearly jumped out of the basement east with Blake Christian on his shoulders a couple years ago. <laughs> um, Dragon Bane's been tearing it up. Young, but on AAA already. You've seen him on Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah, man, this is one that I'm 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 very fired up for because two two talents that it can really elevate their opponent in there with each other. You know what I'm saying? So expect all the fireworks in this one. Yeah, for sure. You got a you got a prediction? I'm gonna go KTB because it's GCW and because it's KTB. But uh, this legit is one of my like you know five most underrated matchups or whatever list of the weekend. This would be on that list. Yeah, wow, that's that's pretty high praise too. Um, yeah, man, I gotta go KTB. I love his team with uh, Shane Mercer, Iron Beast yes. as well. Oh gosh, um, yes. And I don't know because I haven't like I a lot of this I'm seeing for the first time because I wanted to come in fresh on on these matches and give like real real uh, opinions on on this stuff kind of off the top of my head. So I don't even know if Iron Beast has any tag team matches uh, that we'll be talking about, but. If they do, uh, you know, I always look forward to, to seeing those guys. Um, but, yeah, I'm going KTB as well. Um, after that, we got Laredo Kid and Braden Lee. And this, I mean, this is another, I mean, there's a ton of bangers. I mean, all mm-hmm. across the board. I mean, Laredo Kid, we've been seeing recently on AEW Dynamite. Uh, we see him, you know, on MLW. He's all over, AAA, I mean, all over the all over the place. And Braden Lee super talented guy i mean a ton of potential still um i'm trying to remember the last time i saw him um what was the i'm actually pulling up his uh what was the last one that i saw oh i remember yep i remember his match with he lost to tankman on gcw not too long ago yeah he was a part of the bsb invitational yep Yep, that's right. He, him and Trey Lamar, that's the mouse I was trying to, uh, the mouse, mouse's wrestling adventure. <laughs> um, that's the match I was trying to think of when I, when his name popped up. Braden Lee and Trey Lamar, that was a really good one. And Braden Lee got the win there. Um, what do you think about this matchup, man? Because this has all the, all the makings for like potential match of the show right here as well. Absolutely. Laredo Kid, uh, you know that name maybe means a little more on the whole scene. Braden Lee trying to every weekend every show build that name up a little more incredibly talented that kid comes from a a very talented family i believe his little brother won the wrestling state championship um for so you know i'm saying those are just great athletic genes uh in the brayden lee family so i i I know he's going to bring it expect insanity out of brayden lee but because of the veteran like uh, of Laredo kid, I'm gonna go that way. Uh, but it's hard to pick against Braden right now because he he's got a good he's got a great crew around him. He's got a great base and he wants to get better. So for sure, keep an eye out on Braden Lee. What do you have as far as a prediction there? Do you think Laredo kid uh, does get the win because of his yeah yeah his experience? Uh, just, he's going to be a little he, he may know a little bit more of a shortcut here or there the veteran like he is uh but yeah for sure one that um, win lose or draw i think we're going to be talking about both these talents coming out 
looking forward to that one a lot. Um, after that, another one I'm looking forward to a lot: AJ Gray versus Nate Webb. Like <laughs> this is like a it's like a it's like a dream match card. It's so random all the stuff they put together, but it all works so well. Like AJ Gray, obviously, I, mean, I talk about him a ton on this show. Uh, he's the current Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm champion. Uh, I mean, he was the champion. I don't know if he's still the champ, the current champion anywhere else, but I know he was with Glory Pro and he was with Black Label Pro. And um, I mean, if if you want to give you know an MVP award for the last collective, um, you got to go with with AJ Gray. I think with the the weekend he had and the For the Culture show and all that stuff. So, I mean, AJ Gray is a guy I talk about every single week uh, right here on the weekender podcast and Nate Webb is, you know, a bona fide independent wrestling legend. Yep. Uh, probably the most recognizable uh, entrance in, in all of indie wrestling. Uh, just, I mean, a guy who just got a, a ton of respect from everybody and he still goes out there and, and performs at a pretty damn high level for a guy of his age and of all the years he's been around and all the things he's put his body through. Um, I, I think this is going to be a great match, and I think the fans are, are going to be heavily invested in this one. Uh, what do you think about these guys, and who do you think wins? Yeah, two great entrances. Crowds going to be fired up for both of these. You got, uh, of course, a Teenage Dirtbag versus oh, Let's Do It. Uh, I'm going AJ Gray because he's AJ Gray. It's the, he's the, the bleep and truth. Um, you know, Nate Webb, you said it, absolute legend in the independent scene, super great guy. Anytime I've been around Nate, he's just so, such a great energy to be around. Uh, but I'm going with AJ, man. AJ Gray, you know, Tennessee in the house. He's uh, He's been tearing it up. He's got a big, big weekend ahead. Uh, I'm going with the, I'm going with AJ. Yeah, I'm going with AJ as well. And let's also not forget that although it was a very short time, you know, AJ Gray was that GCW champion. That's right. You know, so it's like, I still feel like they're there's still kind of like an untold finish to that whole story because it's so strange how that all played not strange but it's interesting how it all played out with like AJ dethroning Nick Gage and then RSP getting the belt right away and RSP's held it this whole time and now it's like Nick Gage is finally getting his chance again but nobody's really talking about like well what about AJ Gray getting another chance you know what I mean mm-hmm. so. I think a big win over Nate Webb could uh, could get people talking again. So I'm going to go with AJ Gray. After that, I'm going to be dead honest. This is a match where I don't know nearly as much. I know I know Aramis um, a little bit, but I don't know much about Arez. Uh, but that is the match, Arez versus Aramis. And it looks like basically, uh, you know, a straight up, you know, Lucha match. Um, do you, what, do you, what do you have to say about these guys? Because I just, I just don't know a whole lot about them, to be honest. Yeah, Erez, uh, the nickname El Cruz Azul de la Lucha Libre. I don't know what it means, but it sounds super tough. Uh, He was (laughs) trained by uh, names including Blue Demon Jr., of course, out of Mexico City in there, with Aramis, who actually Aramis uh, filled in for B-Boy, who was supposed to be in this tournament, was injured, making his AEW debut. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to Uncle Benny, B-Boy, the God, the legend. Can't wait for him to be back. But that's a great opportunity for Aramis now in this tournament, in there with a res, like you said, going to be a, a very much a Lucha Libre back and forth. Um, yeah, it, it's it's exciting for, for both talents, man, because you legit, you can build off of this match alone in this tournament. Whoever, one of these talents got to go to the next round, got to get a little closer to winning the whole thing. 
Um, I'm gonna, I'm actually, I'm gonna pick Aramis. I, I know he's a fill-in, but I think being put in a spot like this, an opportunity like this, I think he takes advantage, and I think he gets the win. I like that prediction. I, I'm gonna go with you on that one as well, and I think it's gonna be a good match. I just, For like sure. I said, I, I just haven't seen a ton uh, to to base that off of, but the little bit that I have, and based on what you just said as well, I, I'm gonna go Aramis um, on that one too. Next matchup. This one, I know I've said this a lot already, but like this one's probably if I had to, on paper for this show, if somebody had to, a gun to my head and said, what match is going to be match of this show? I would have to pick out off of this list, Tony Deppin versus Cole Radrick. And that's the match we're going to talk about right now. Deppin, you know, we've been seeing him more and more in Ring of Honor lately. Um, he's now a part of that stable with uh, Dickinson and Brody King and a homicide, which is uh, pretty insane, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deppin's, Deppin's been out there doing his thing, killing it for you know what seems like forever now. And Cole Radrick is a guy who I talk about on this show all the time because I've said it a thousand times and I and I'll say it again for newer listeners to the show. He might be the he might be the most unassuming looking best wrestlers I've seen yep. in a long time. Like you see the guy and you're like, he just doesn't look that impressive. You know, he's, he's a short guy and he looks pretty normal. Um, His gear is pretty basic. I mean, it's like he wears a singlet, you know, and it's like, but then you see him wrestle and you see how much heart the guy has. And he just, he just never has a bad match. I mean, it's that simple. Like every time he wrestles, I know it's going to be good win or lose. He's going to have the best match he possibly can. He puts his all into it. And so does Tony Deppin. I mean, these are two guys who just have a ton of heart and have kind of overcome a lot of, you know, stigmas of, you know, size and, and look and, and whatnot. And they just go in there and just just have great matches on a consistent basis. And I think the two of them are going to have a great match here as well. What do you think? One million percent could not have said it better myself. Raddy wants to keep building that we you, you've seen Cole Radrick's name really start growing since last year with that backyard show and then just bangers and bangers since then. Of course, Tony Deppin's name is what it is. We all know Tony Deppin. I, I think Cole Radrick, we're going to see the best Cole Radrick we've ever seen in this first round matchup. In there with Tony Depp and wanting to make a statement. I think he does. I think Wildheart, Cole Radrick, uh, Vegas would say Tony Depp is the favorite, no doubt. But I, I'm going Raddy with the upset here in a in, in what you just what you said. And literally, what, this could easily. I mean, so much stacked matches, so many matches this weekend. This could be one of the best in the entire the week, bro. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, this it's really wild that this is like a first round matchup too, because yep. like if this was the finals, I'd be happy too. You know what I mean? Oh no, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, a couple of these first round matchups feel like they could be finals. This being absolutely one of them. The the vet against the the upstart, who's you know Cole's got miles on him. He's a he's a demolition derby driving wrestling machine, and he's looking to come in here and get a dub and maybe win this whole cup. Yeah, man, it's so hard to make a prediction for this one. I like both guys so much. On a personal level, I want to go Radrick just because I, for my money, he's the most improved wrestler over the last, like, handful of years. Like, as far as a guy where, like, he just keeps getting better. And I think it would be huge for his career if he could get this win over Tony Deppin. 
And I'm going to go with that. And, and part of my line of thinking is Deppin's got more and more to do over in Ring of Honor. Maybe this is a good opportunity to kind of put Radrick in kind of a spot that Deppin was in for GCW mm-hmm. if they're going to use him more often. So I'm going to go Radrick for my prediction. I love it. I'm, I love it. I'm here for it. Cole Radrick, Tony Deppin, let's go. Yeah, awesome. And then the last match I got here, Calvin Tankman taking on Colby Carino. We just saw Tankman uh, unsuccessfully challenge for the MLW title. Uh, Fatu defeated him on Fusion. And Colby Carino, obviously the son of Steve Carino, and uh, I think still affiliated with the Ugly Ducklings. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I just haven't seen them do much as a stable lately. Um, but uh, but I'm a, I'm a fan of what he's done so far in his in his young career. And Tankman is a guy who just I mean he's blowing up everywhere right now, and he's. I mean, he's 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 so perfect for this the landscape of independent wrestling because he's a huge guy that can literally pick you up over his head and throw you over the ropes, and then he can just do like a barrel roll flip over those ropes and hit you again. Like yep. he has standing shooting star presses. The dude's like three hundred something pounds. He has standing shooting star presses. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. What do you think about this matchup? And who do you think wins this one? Yeah, Tankman's one of one. There, No one can do what Calvin Tankman does. Kobe uh, Carino, you said it, the, the lineage, the, the the blood running through his veins of, of just of great wrestling, an ugly duckling. Shout out to Ugly Ducks. Um, this is a great matchup, man. This is definitely one Kobe, since becoming a father, has really stepped up mentally where he's always been great. You know, he's always had the talent, but – focusing and attacking wrestling a little differently right now uh, i love to see it man i know colby's gonna be fired up for this matchup in this spot in there with calvin tankman big matchup round one acid cup three i'm going to go tankman I'm, I'm gonna have to go calvin tankman but i really would love to see colby uh kind of get a little momentum going behind uh behind him this coming up week because he is man colby carino has definitely won that on his best day, can hang with just about anybody. Yeah, I like it. I like this matchup. I like the analysis. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tankman too. I, I feel like he's just he's got a ton of momentum right now, and I really thought he was gonna win the MLW title from Fought too. Like I really thought Same. he had a, a, a damn good chance. Um, but I, his his career is still so young that like you know I think the next time he gets a shot at that title, I think he gets the job done. But Good stuff. I, I got to go Tankman also. And yeah, this is a hell of a tournament that we'll, uh, we'll continue to talk about because this, once again, was day one of the third annual Acid Cup. Uh, so good stuff there. All right. The next show we got here, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6. Of course, you know, years back, it was uh, the whole concept of the show founded by Matt Riddle. I remember it being such a cool concept. And the fact that we're on Bloodsport 6 now, years later, really cool. Of course, Josh Barnett will be competing on this show against John Moxley, which is a one of the most anticipated uh, matches or fights, whatever you want to call it, of the weekend for me. So looking forward to talking about this. And this is such a different type of show. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with Bloodsport, it's like a work shoot type, uh, like UWFI type style of, of pro wrestling slash fighting. And there, it, it's it's something where... It's, it's really hard to even do predictions for a show like this because so many different things can happen. Like you could see a fight literally end first punch. You know, mm-hmm. you could, you know, it could be a submission out of nowhere. It could be a, 
uh, you know, a drag out fight that lasts, you know, a while. I mean, it's a real grab bag of, of different scenarios and different styles. But uh, but Mose, what do you how do you feel about these blood sports shows being a fan of mixed martial arts? Yeah, I'm here for them because of what you said uh, with how much wrestling I see and, and around and just kind of understanding uh, the formula of a show. It's it a lot of wrestling matches I can kind of I know where we're going I'm under the winner loser or whatever but I can usually tell what kind of story what flow we're on these blood sport matches man they are just completely wild absolutely no rhyme or reason anything can go like you said we could see you know a a, a gross you know right hand that could end it seconds in like a like a um, Again, a mixed martial arts fight. So I, I love the unexpectedness of it and just uh, and just kind of that different style, that different feeling they bring. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and this is a pretty stacked lineup we got here for this show. Uh, first match I'm going to talk about here, Davy Boy Smith Jr. taking on KTB. We talked about KTB earlier. Um, his partner, Shane Mercer, is also on the show. We'll be talking about him in a second. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., of course, most people remember him from WWE, obviously the son of the late British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, and a guy who's been doing really great work in Bloodsport. He's been a part of a lot of their events, uh, has a very good record. I think he's only lost like once, and I think it was to Moxley, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very much looking forward to this. This is two big guys that um, I think could really go out there and beat the heck out of each other. Uh, it'll either be a, I think it'll either be really quick or it'll be two guys that go out there and just you know beat the hell of each other for a while. I really don't know what to expect out of this one. And there's a lot of speculation, by the way, that Davy Boy Jr. could be heading back to the WWE soon, especially mm-hmm. with uh, you know that Icon series that they're going to be running on Peacock. Uh, he's going to be a big part of that for uh, the, the story about his dad. Uh, how do you feel about this matchup as far as, like, who do you think is going to win and lose and kind of stylistically what we got here? Yeah, this feels like uh, Davey Boy may have a slight advantage because of just his day-to-day life, because of his experience in Bloodsport. He's been in there with some of the, the best in that uh, in that realm. So for KTB to be in there, we know uh, how big of a, a beast he is. Um, but this feels like a Davey Boy Smith kind of match i think davy boy smith jr wins but i'm very very excited to see ktb in this kind of setting against this, this opponent yeah same here do you think davy boy walks away with the win due to his experience i think i, I think i will man i think i'm gonna lean that way i was just around him uh, at, at a new south show a couple of months ago and there's just this aura about him that's pretty like it's really hard to explain so uh, be, I couldn't imagine, you know, being across from him with that that mean ass, that mean look, you know, staring at you. Uh, so I know KTV's not afraid at all of anything, but it, it's a different, like, as big as Davy Boy is, the experience, like, it just feels like that's kind of like a little bit of home field advantage, I guess, is a long way of saying that. Yeah, for sure. And if y'all haven't checked it out over on independentwrestling.tv, use code Fight Talk if you want, by the way, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K with no space there. Um, put it in the promo code spot. Uh, they are putting a hold right now on the free five days for the promo codes, but you can still use the code and it still helps support uh, myself, Moe's, and you know my podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I say that is because you can you know obviously watch um, the... the um, 
shows this weekend, of course, the showcase of the independence. But you also can go back and you can watch the show that Moses was just talking about, New South Pro Wrestling. Uh, David Boy Smith Jr. wrestled Adam Priest in a really damn good match. Yeah, shout out both those guys. Shout out uh, New South, IWTV. Shout out Adam Priest. Uh, we will be seeing, and we're talking about him on the, on the showcase. But yeah, it was pretty incredible seeing uh, David Boy Smith Jr. in the historic JC Arena across from Priest. Uh, and this is definitely going to be a different kind of setting in that blood sport. Yes, for sure. Next fight we have. This one has potential to be one of the best, if not yeah. the best, I think. <laughs> we got Chris Dickinson taking on Shane Mercer. Mercer's a guy we've been talking about you know, quite a bit already. Uh, Iron Beast partner of KTB. Uh, just a genetic freak, an athletic freak. A guy who, I mean, part of his regular move set is to literally do a fallaway slam off the ropes, but do a moonsault while, you know, holding the guy that he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's complete insanity. I've watched those guys jump from turnbuckle to turnbuckle holding people. I mean, they're just, they're, they're animals. And Chris Dickinson is, you know, about as, about as top tier as you can get on the indies, in my opinion, as far as a guy who really at any moment you could see on any show and he, he would fit in anywhere. Um, we're seeing him more involved with Ring of Honor, with, uh, you know, his stable that I mentioned earlier. And Dickinson's been doing, you know, big stuff with Bloodsport and all over the place beyond wrestling. I mean, you name it, he's probably wrestled there and he's probably done, you know, great work. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, man? We got Mercer and Dickinson, two dudes who, I mean, just this has potential to be a real barn burner. I absolutely love Chris Dickinson. Uh, Dirty Daddy is on my short list of. I have to watch everything, every match I get my hands on because Chris Dickinson does, I mean, does professional wrestling as well as it gets. I'm, he he is just a check mark across the board. Uh, so I'm fired up for anything with Dickinson. And then you throw him in there with a psychopath like Shane Mercer, who admittedly Shane Mercer has been around a minute, but you can tell that he's still really out here proving that that name should carry more weight than it probably already does. Uh, I think this is a great spot for Mercer, a great opportunity, phenomenal matchup in there with Dirty Daddy. Uh, I think Dickinson wins because of everything I just said, but it, it's there's not a ton of opponents. I look across from Chris Dickinson and think, you know, this is someone that can really, that's really going to be there in deep water, and I think Mercer could be. Yeah, yeah, really well said. And as far as a prediction, you know, I got to go Chris Dickinson, but th- I think this could be this could be the best fight of the the whole card. Oh yeah, no doubt for real. Any Chris Dickinson, Shane Mercer, like if that really is, you know, earlier in the show versus later, like I mean, that's just stacking a card, man. Like this is this could very well be a main event for sure. After that, we've got Simon Grimm taking on Alexander James. Uh, Simon Grimm, who also is known as Simon Gotch. I don't know when, like, why he chooses to use the last name, like, when he, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's Gotch, sometimes it's Grimm. Uh, not sure why that is. And then you have Alexander James, who I just know a little bit from, I know he wrestles in the Atlanta area quite a bit. Um do you have any kind of insight on Alexander James? And what do you think about this matchup between him and Simon Grimm? Alexander James, yeah, the, he's been all over the world, globetrotting. I expect him to to turn some heads, even if he doesn't come out of this fight with a win. 
Uh, keep an eye out for sure on Alexander James. I'm going to go Simon Grimm, but uh, again, uh, James is a guy that for sure uh, more eyes will be on after this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to actually go Alexander James in that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take him. I mean, Grimm hasn't had the best run in Bloodsport. Like, he's had some pretty good fights on there, but I uh, I could see this maybe being a, a platform for, uh, for Alexander James, so I'm going to go with him. After that, we've got... Bad Dude Tito taking on Victor Benjamin. And I'm going to be honest on this one, too. This is a match where I don't know the guy super well. Um, I've done a little research on Bad Dude Tito. I know he's done work with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which is a good promotion. Um, I know Victor Benjamin, like, actually has an MMA background. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see this matchup because, you know, I, I, this is going to be one of the first times I've seen Bad Dude Tito. I've seen him, I believe, in Bloodsport before. I've seen him yeah. do, you know, I've, I've definitely seen him before, but just I don't see him that often. And Victor Benjamin's kind of the same way where um, I just I just know that he's, you know, a professional MMA fighter and he's also done, you know, pro boxing on top of, you know, pro wrestling. So, um, I mean, this this could be like just a straight up fight here. What, what do you yeah. think about this one and who wins? Yeah, it absolutely could be. Uh, I know Benjamin's done some work. Uh, he's wrestled for, like, Beyond. I believe at 2019 he made an appearance for Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, you're, you're right, though. Two names, two guys that are definitely looking to to make a statement, to get that name out there. We've definitely seen Tito recently on Bloodsport. Uh, because of that, I'm going to go with Tito. Um, but, you, but you said it, man. Of all the, the fights so far – this one feels like it could break down really quickly and just be some fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Benjamin. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Victor Benjamin in that one. I think that's gonna be it. That that's a that's gonna be an interesting one. I think. After that, we got. I don't even know how to say Hedy Carrot Carrot. How, how do you pronounce that? You had. Yeah, Caro Caro yeah, let me uh, let me see what's going on because that's that's one where I don't know if I've ever seen them wrestle before or fight before. I'm seeing pictures right now and he's not not ringing a bell. Um, says he was supposed to fight Josh Woods last year at Bloodsport, but I'm guessing that got canceled because of the pandemic. I mm-hmm. think because I don't remember that happening. Um. But that all being said, I mean, this is a big reason why they have these blood sport events, because, you know, new talent and maybe kind of some hidden gems in there that, you know, I'm going to watch the show. I'm, I'm like y'all, you know, I'm very, I'm very locked into the indie scene. But I mean, there's literally hundreds upon thousands of wrestlers out there. So, you know, this is this is going to be new for me, too, for, for some of the talent. But on the other side, you have Matt Bukowski, who you know, is doing great things all over the place right now. Um, you know, I see his name popping up everywhere and he's very legitimate. Like, I think he actually has a legit MMA background. He might've actually, he does. Did he fight in Bellator at one point? I don't know that off the top of my head, but I do know he's a shooter. Um, I'm going to look that up actually while we're, while we're talking, because I know, I know for sure he's like, he is very legitimate. And, and for that reason, I was going to pick him to win 
you know, this match, uh, kind of re- regardless of who he was wrestling. Um, but, you know, any extra thoughts on that one? Well, I know Hetty's got, it appears he's got some Sambo and some Judo background. So this one could could very well, again, be more fight than anything. Just uh, ground and pound uh, could come from either one of these. But because of Mikowski, I've seen him a little more. Um, it feels like there's some real some real momentum behind Matt Mikowski now. I'm, I would have to I'd have to lean that way. Yeah, and and just to confirm, he did have a couple fights in Bellator back in wow. uh yeah I think it was in like I think I just saw it, I lost it there, but I think it said around 2009. Uh, and he fought for Elite XC a couple times before that. So huge shout out to Matt Mikowski because he's a guy who like me and Mose were saying. His name's all over the place right now, and he's probably going to have a really big weekend, you know, here at the Collective. So keep your eyes and your ears out for him. After that, we got a – this is a strange matchup. Um, We have Rocky Romero taking on Chavo Guerrero Jr. And for those listening, no, um, you're not hearing incorrectly. Chavo Guerrero Jr. um, is fighting Rocky Romero on Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6. Uh, Of course, Rocky Romero – been around a long time. We've, we've seen him, uh, you know, involved with New Japan Pro Wrestling for what seems like forever. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, wrestling legend, part of, you know, one of the most legendary families in wrestling history. Uh, always been a really solid in-ring worker. Uh, but this is a bit different as far as, like, I feel like both of these guys are kind of out of their element in a scenario like Bloodsport. What do you think? I don't know, man. I think, I think... Rocky and Chavo are coming to throw bows. I think we know Rocky's been around all kinds of combat. We know Chavo's been around all kinds of combat. So this one, I agree when I first saw it announced, I thought, okay, well, let's see how this goes. But the more I've had time to think about it, the more maybe there's a little something to this one, man. Um, I did not think I'd ever see Chavo Guerrero Jr. in Bloodsport. That's a fact. But but we're here, and... um, and for that fact alone, I'm going to pick Chavo. The fact that I never thought I'd see him in this format, he's in there. I'm excited for this because, you know, these two, there's got to be some uh, some good talk between these two coming out of this. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. Like, I'm going Chavo as well. But yeah. but I, it just it's just strange when you see it on paper because, like, yeah. I've, I've seen Rocky Romero in – I think I've seen him in Bloodsport actually before. Um if not Bloodsport, something very similar. I, I feel like I have watched him do some work shoot fights in the past. And so I kind of feel like I know a little bit to expect there. But Chavo is like, is just such a, unta- you know, it's just such a, it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see Chavo Guerrero in this environment. And I think he's going to do well. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have no reason to to doubt his his talent. I, he always... He always does something entertaining. He always has good matches in the ring. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also going to take Chavo Guerrero. After that, we got Alex Coughlin and Royce Isaacs. Uh, Coughlin, I know through the um, like the New Japan, um, like the New Japan U.S. stuff. And Royce Isaacs has been a part of the National Wrestling Alliance. So two guys that are out there and you know do have name value but maybe still a little under the radar especially to like the mainstream fans um how do you feel about this matchup and who do you think wins i think this it's again it's so with so many names that jump out to you 
this feels like one again that the average fan may kind of overlook. And because of that, we may have a new star coming out of this one. Um, It's tough to say which, I mean, again, with, with, with all the talent and all the, um, I guess the, the hunger here, it's, it's easy to say either one of these guys could come out with a win. I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go Coughlin Alex Coughlin, because if I'm not mistaken, he has been around that new that new Japan, um, you know, that new Japan training. So you got to be tough if you're going to be over there, the new Japan crew. I'm going to go Coughlin. But again, this feels very much like one that we're going to see people tweeting like, yo, uh, where have these guys been? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of a sleeper fight. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to go with Coughlin as well. It's a toss-up, though. Like, I really could have gone either way, but I'm going to go Coughlin. After that, we got Alex, Allison Kay taking on Masha Slamovich. Allison Kay, you know, former, you know, uh, formerly with the NWA, mm-hmm. uh, somebody that I feel like, you know, it's kind of, like, surprising that I haven't seen her on, you know, AEW or NXT. Mm-hmm. Um Unless there's something I'm missing and she's, you know, she is somewhere and I just haven't. I mean, she's been doing her thing on the indies, but uh, she just seems like someone who would do great on a show like AEW, for instance. Um, And then Masha Slamovich, I've seen more and more recently on Beyond Wrestling. And this is just a really solid women's fight right here. Uh, What do you think about this matchup between Kay and Slamovich and who do you think wins? Yeah, this will be a good fight. Allison Kay is mean. She's tough. Uh, I've seen more of her than Slamovich, uh, so I'm I'm going with Alsa K because of that. But uh, you just said, uh, you know, Slamovich coming in here. If Masha can come in here and, and finish Allison K, bro, that would go a long way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I got to go Allison K. I think that just that's just I just feel like that's a smart pick there. But I, but Slamovich has done very good work in Beyond Wrestling lately, so mm-hmm. definitely not sleeping on her. After that, this one's very interesting. Uh, yes. And, and size-wise, these guys probably match up pretty well. Um, we got Leo Rush taking on Yoya. And Leo, obviously, you know, what can you really say about him that hasn't already been said? He's, you know, one of the best in-ring wrestlers in the world. Uh, the guy did great work while he was with the WWE. Uh, that whole thing, who knows why that ended the way that it did. But Leo Rush has been back out on the indies doing great work. GCW and MLW and, and everywhere he's been. And Yoya is a guy that I've been seeing more like on Twitter lately, like calling for big matches. And this is a big chance to step up, in my opinion. Him and Leo Rush, I think, is a really great matchup. And with the name value that Leo Rush carries, I think Yoya has a lot to gain from this one. Uh, what do you think about this and who do you think wins? Yeah, Yoya wants big matches. He got one. And there was someone that's been under the WWE banner. Uh, absolutely huge opportunity for Yoya to, to keep making that name. I know there was a lot of buzz building around him. Uh, so coming out of this weekend, uh, don't be surprised if you start seeing this young this young man all over the place more and more, especially if he can really do well in a matchup like this that, that you, you said, again, having Leo in there in blood sports a little different. Uh, of course, no more for the the flying for throwing his body around the black heart stuff. Um, I love, I love watching Leo rush go very interested to see in this matchup. I'm going to go with Leo because he's the vet. 
but this almost does feel like Yoya's got that background. Um, it feels like Yoya might do it, but I'm gonna go Leo. Yeah, I've got to go there uh, with you with Leo. I same kind of thing, just just kind of the the veteran, you know, that that mm-hmm. extra he's gonna bring. But this is a big chance for Yoya to step up and 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 open a lot of eyes. So I expect that one to be very good. And it's also another one that for Yoya, not so not so strange, but like Leo Rush in this environment is very interesting to me too. Because we know him so much more as like, you know, a high flying guy. I mean, he's great at everything, but he's really known for just being super fast and running and jumping all over the place and how high he can jump. And I mean he's He's incredibly athletic, so to see him go in there and you know potentially throw some hands, uh, and then the guy like Yoya, like you said, I mean he's I think he's he's the same way, but I think I, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I I guess I could say I expected Yoya to be a part of a show like this at some point. I didn't really, I never really thought like Leo, you know, the name Leo Rush never really came to mind when I thought Bloodsport, you know. Yeah. Yep. So I think I think this is going to be really really good. Um, and once again, I am taking Leo Rush as well. Um, after that, this one's going to be, this, I don't even know how to explain this one. We got Schlack versus Super Beast. Um, <laughs> these are two big dudes. Uh, Super Beast is a big man who wears a mask and Schlack is a big man who wears foreign objects in his forehead <laughs> during death matches. Yeah. Um, this, these guys are, are nuts and this is going to be, I mean, this is probably going to be the most hard hitting, just two beefy men slapping uh-huh. meat, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and what, what, do, what do you want to say about this? And, and by the way, you're a guy who I know you're a very big Schlack fan. So I'd like yeah. to hear your thoughts on this. Well, no, I am, man. I've been around Slack. He's, uh, he's absolutely one of my favorite dudes to be around. And I know that might be surprising, to a lot of people, but Slack legit is just funny as hell. And as, I mean, no one enjoys doing what they do more than Slack. So him and there is super beast. You said it, bro. It's going to be a fist fight. It's going to be two just tanks, two mountains smashing into each other. I'm excited for it. Slack with no weapons, just throwing his body, throwing fists, throwing headbutts, no telling what this will end up looking like. We may end up getting like uh, a, a part of like Tampa knocked out because of these two. Uh, I'm going to go slag because of the bias I got, but I'm very excited to see Super Beast in there across from the meat grinder. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And yeah, I got to go slag. I got to go slag. Meat grinder. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> um, that's going to be a really good one. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words because that's just going to be, I think that'll be very different from the rest of what we're seeing on this show. Um, After that, we have KZT taking on, I don't know if this if it's Janae Kai or Janai Kai, I'm I not think, sure. I think it's, yeah, so that's a great question. Maybe Janai, but you could, could, I don't know, man. I feel like I corrected you and made it worse. <laughs> well, no, it's all good because this is another one of those scenarios where like, I've done some research, uh, you know, prior to this and KZT really the most I could find about her was she did a podcast um, called, I think it was called like the Ryzen podcast where 
I looked at that and I was like, did she fight for Ryzen? And then I don't know. I think it was just the name of the show. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. The, the, the podcast didn't have that many views, so I didn't like deep dive too much into it. But uh, Kai, on the other hand, I saw her Instagram page and it's like, you know, it says all this stuff about her being a black belt. And like, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's one of those things where I think both of them do have really strong, legitimate mixed martial arts backgrounds. I just don't really know either from the world of professional wrestling. Um, so I don't know if you know anything further on the two of them. Um, I'm going to go with Kai just because she looks like a decorated fighter. Um, I just, she's just been off my radar. And once again, this is a great reason why, um, you know, not only is the collective weekend and, and all this just great to discover talent, but these, these kind of shows give opportunities to talent that you might not have really seen on, on any, you know, traditional pro wrestling shows. Yeah, no, uh, I know Kai from Paradigm. She was booked Paradigm Pro for some of their empty arena stuff, UWFI stuff, I believe. Um, she black belt. She's a black belt in Taekwondo. She's had she's had some kickboxing experience. So because of that, I'm gonna go with her. Uh, I think I think she wrestles barefoot too. So that is very badass to me. I'm going to go yeah. with Janae, Janae Kai. I'm so sorry if wherever I'm getting this wrong. All good. We're both going with Kai. Okay. And then the main event, which is, a, I'm assuming this is the main event of the show. Got to be. Um, we got, and I don't want to even say it because it's been so jinxed. We we were supposed to have this at least two other times, I think. Uh, Josh Barnett versus John Moxley in Bloodsport. I mean, we could sit here all day and do an entire podcast about both these two guys, uh, Josh right. Barnett, obviously, you know, a legend of mixed martial arts, the youngest UFC heavyweight champion of all time. Yep. Uh, you know, he's still out there fighting, currently under contract to Bellator MMA. And then you got John Moxley, who, you know, PWI's wrestler of the year uh, for 2020. And, and I would agree, by the way, like, I think, you know, for, for what Moxley did, what he's did and what he's continuing to do for AEW, uh, what he's doing in New Japan, uh, he really might be the most one of, if not the most valuable wrestlers in the entire world right now, based on like what he can do, you know, his name value, his drawing power, uh, the level of matches he continues to have. And I love him in his ele- he's very in his element at Bloodsport. Uh, when he fought Davy Boy Jr., I liked that a lot, and I just love how raw and just how much he just seems to love being a part of these kind of shows. And mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy that he doesn't have to do this at all. You know, the, with the money he's making in AEW and all the stuff he's got going on, he doesn't have to do shows like this, but he does it because he loves it. And uh, I just love this matchup. Um, but I'll just throw my prediction out there right now. I, I do think that Moxley gets the upset here. Um, and I think it's going to be very hard, hard earned, but I think we're going to see just a hell of a fight here. Uh, what do you think about, you know, these two, I mean, really two legends when you really, at this point, I think mostly you'd already kind of considered to be like a legend in the pro wrestling world. And Josh Barnett, of course, a legend in the world of MMA and also has pro wrestling, you know, experience and background and catch wrestling and all that too. So how are you feeling about this one, man? Who do you think gets the win? I think John Moxley wins in a very, very, very awesome blood sport. Uh, just that's it. It's a, it is a blood sport Kumite s fight. Moxley is a legend. Uh, he's been around right the CZW days. 
just he's in bleeding on the indies and then he went to the wwe and made buku bucks and now he, even though he's on AEW doing the thing shout out to kingston um it's he's able to come back to the indies and and still be like this independent wrestler like it's weird to say like he's such a star in the and like one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling but the fact moxley can hop down to the indies and it, and not miss a beat is pretty incredible in there with an absolute legend and josh barnett i am going moxley i think it's going to be an absolute phenomenal fight yeah i couldn't agree more we both got moxley and that would i mean i think that that will be the best fight of the card i think it'll live up to the main event billing and yeah very much looking forward to that so that's blood sport moving on we have for the culture which is another just stat card and just by the way y'all who are listening to this we're going to start getting more and more um uh kind of overlap with talent kind of the farther we get down on these shows so if we kind of skip past some of the talent uh you know kind of from here on out till till the end of the show it's one due to time restraints and two because and i shouldn't say time restraints we can do this show as long as we want but i don't think y'all want to listen to a five-hour show um but also because we're going to be hitting a lot of the same talent and it's at some point here it'll become more prediction than highlighting talent if that makes sense to everybody um so just wanted to let y'all know kind of as you're listening here um but for the culture i can't wait uh the original for the culture show over the last collective weekend uh, was I think most people online were saying that was probably the show of the weekend. Um, and I, I'd agree. I think it, that, and I'm also very biased towards stuff. I thought that they had, you know, a great showing as well, but, uh, this show very, very much looking forward to first match. I got here, mysterious Q D rogue alpha Zoe, Robert Martyr, uh, Troy Hollywood and AC Mack in a one, two, three, four, five, six person match. And of course, this you know features AC Mack, the former action wrestling mm-hmm. champion, the former Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm champion, and just overall loudmouth. You know, just just like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a very very big fan of his. I, yeah. I love AC Mack. Uh, what do you think about this six person match? And you know, for me, you know, I obviously highlighted AC Mack there, and mainly because I think he'll win the match, but. Yeah. You know, what, any any thoughts on this? I mean, it's if this opens the show, I think it'll be a great opener. You know, with you know six people and they're just going at it. Yeah, no, I, I I'm a fan of all the talent involved. Um, I know Robert Martyr is really starting to uh, pick up some steam. People are using and saying his name and adding him to their shows more and more, which is very good. Mysterious Q is one that I've heard a lot about in Texas. Uh, I know Jade Noon was telling me about him. I know. Um, I think Mouse was telling me about Mysterious Q. So, and then as you mentioned, AC Mack. I mean, this is a, it's a stacked match. I'm with you. I think I'm going AC Mack. Maybe it's because I've seen so much of Mack. Uh, but to me, I think he's going to be able to uh, to find a way to get this one done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of AC Mack's whole thing, right? Is like he can go out there and get his ass beat for an entire match. And he'll do something to get that win. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that'll be very on brand. And I think AC Mack does that as well. And also just for what it's worth, I really, really would like to see AC Mack uh, on mainstream television. Because I think he would just do so, so great on a show like AEW or NXT. Um, so just want to give him that little shout out there as well. 
Uh, we have PB Smooth versus John Davis. And this is interesting. I mean, PB Smooth, I haven't seen a ton of his singles wrestling, um, but I've seen a lot of his stuff with Trey Lamar. Mm-hmm. And um, John Davis has been around for like forever. I know he was trained at the Funk Dojo. Um, he's been wrestling for like close to 20 years. And just now I feel like is really coming into his own, which is kind of strange to say, but um, that's at least how I feel about it. And this is just, I I think it's going to be interesting because it's two pretty different styles and sizes, you know, in there against one another. What do you think about this matchup and who do you think wins? I love John Davis. I love PB PB smooth. I know PB is one that great personality on Twitter, very funny dude. Uh, great look to a man. I mean, that height, the skills all there. In there with John Davis, who, like you said, true vet. I found, I was going through my DVDs, like old wrestling DVDs, and found some old, maybe Ring of Honor show from the early 2000s uh, that had John Davis on it. So that dude's been around. Uh, I, I'm a big John Davis guy. Because of that, I'm, I'm going John Davis, but no disrespect to Smooth. I'm really, really, really excited for this match because I know PB. Man, as excited I am for him to be in there with Davis, you know he's just as fired up, more fired up to be in there in that spot. So uh, expect some fireworks out of PB and John Davis. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. And of course, I just accidentally X'd out of, I was just looking at the card and I uh, hit the wrong button on my computer. Just one second here. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go John Davis for my prediction. Oh, yeah, he just, yeah, exactly. He's just a bad dude. And I like PB Smooth also. I just, you know, I think John Davis is just the right call for this one. Um, after that, we got Trey Lamar versus Eli Knight. Uh, we talked quite a bit about Trey Lamar before, uh, you know, very high praise. And, you know, once again, I like the stuff that him and PB have done together. And I like the stuff that Trey's done on his own. Um, what are your thoughts on Trey Lamar versus Eli Knight here? Eli's a young gun. We had him in action not too long ago. That was the first time I got to see him live. Super acrobatic, very athletic. Of course, Trey Lamar may be a little more well-rounded, and because of that, I'm going to go Trey. But Eli Knight's another one of those names to keep an eye on. This this is a kid could very well be a first-round dra- draft pick next year. I'm trying to remember who he wrestled in action. Oh, gosh, not you ask me. Um, yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know that's really hard to remember. Because I, I knew the name was familiar, and I and that's, that's definitely where I'd seen it was action. I, I can't remember either. But, yeah, he, we, he had him there. And he's the one that, again, a lot of these, you know, in the locker rooms, a lot of people are, are saying, you know, Elon Knight is going to be in that next crew, that in the next group of guys to, to really keep an eye on. Well, there you go. Um, as far as a prediction, I got to go Trey Lamar. On that yeah. one too. I think he's just gonna have a big weekend, Trey. Me too. Um, hell yeah, that'll be good stuff. After that, this is gonna be interesting. We got a four-way match: Myron Reed, Ken Broadway, Calvin Tankman, and Andy Brown. Uh, obviously, we talked quite a bit about uh, Tankman before, and we talked quite a bit about Reed as well. Uh, do you have any insight on Broadway and Brown? I know that. Um, I know that Brown, I've seen him in like the, uh, I, I think he's like a West Coast guy. And then Ken Broadway has been around for a minute. And I know some of his stuff from like House of Glory. Uh, so going to be interesting uh, matchup here. But do you have any further insight? And uh, do you have a prediction here? 
Yeah, I want to say Ken has been, he was at Paradigm, if I'm not crazy, too, not too long ago. Um, I know that, that some, some big time, uh, big time pub came out of that one. Everyone was really impressed with what he did. Um, yeah, I, I, he's a name. Ken Broadway's one that, again, it's been growing here lately, and you can feel, again, being in this match, when you've got a Myron Reed, when you've got a Calvin Tangman who have all the, the you know, the world behind it feels like right now, especially Tangman on the MLW, uh, it feels like this is a hell of a spot to be in for, for Andy and Ken Broadway. Uh, I don't I, I don't know if I could pick either one to come out of this with the win because of Myron and, and Tangman, but no doubt no doubt about it that they're uh, they're 100% going to come into this match looking for that, looking to make a stamp. I'm going to go – I think Myron's going to get out of here with a win somehow. Maybe Tankman does a lot of damage. And then, of course, Calvin and Myron go way back. Uh, they've been arranged with it for years. If it gets down to those two, it really is a, 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 just a coin flip. Yeah. Man, that's going to be a good one. I know Ken Broadway also um, – he had that, that chain, that big chain – is the Midwest chain? Yeah, I think he, I think he won that. He might I'm even hold. Sure. No, no, no. You know who? Jody the wrestler won it from him. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, Jody. That's right. Um, but uh, that all being said, I, I like this match a lot. I like all the talent involved, and uh, I gotta go Tankman. I gotta go Tankman in this one. Um, he's another guy. I just think he's gonna have a very big weekend. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of eyes on him and. He, he's just one of those guys that just you can really build a whole promotion around. You know, he's he still has just he's young and just all the things we've already said about him. So I, I just feel like I got to go Tankman there. After that, we got the team of Thick and Juicy 2.0, which consists of Brooke Valentine and Widow, Willow Nightingale taking on Fire and Flava, the team of Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Um Brooke Valentine and Willow Nightingale, I know uh, mainly through Beyond Wrestling. And then Fire and Flava, of course, are the tag team champions of Impact Wrestling's Knockouts division. So a lot of great talent in this one. Uh, you know, the the fans, you know, are going to be really, really familiar with Nightingale, like as far as like the indie crowd. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on like the main, that's another reason like this weekend I think is so important is like, these are names that we are used to seeing on a regular basis, but kind of the average fan who might just watch, you know, WWE, for instance, that might tune into this because it's something different and they heard it was happening, going to have their eyes open to, like, so much talent that they just didn't even know existed out there. And, like, Fire and Flava, if you aren't watching Impact Wrestling, you might not know how great they've been as a team. So, you know, I think this is a very, very good matchup, and it really highlights, you know, some great female wrestling. Uh, What do you think about this matchup and who wins? Yeah, it sucks that Faye's not in. Of course, Faye Jackson, uh, the I, think, I guess Thick and Juicy 1.0 was Faye and Willow. Uh, Faye injured uh, from the sounds of it, may end up having to retire because of this injury. So, of course, we want to shout out Faye Jackson. Uh, yeah, you said it perfectly, bro. Uh, this is a great opportunity in there with talent that's on TV all the time. So, it's, I, I'm because of, you know, for Faye, uh, Thick and Juicy 2.0 is my pick. Um, I, I, but again, this could be one that I know uh, I know that everyone is going to have all eyes on these two teams because of everything we've said. And uh, it includes Faye Jackson. One more time, shout out her. It's, it sucks to hear that 
you know, an injury like that so close to uh, so close to the weekend. Yeah, for sure. And I knew she was hurt, but I didn't know how serious it was. So, yeah, definitely shout out to Faye Jackson. She was uh, someone we got to see live in Nashville at SUP during that uh, that whole feud between Brickster and yeah. and uh, I want to call him Malcolm Bivens. Jeez, uh, Stokely Hathaway. Big Stoke. So, yeah, Big Stoke. Shout out Big Stoke. Um, next match we've got here. Uh, oh yeah, this will be a absolute banger we had aj gray taking on jtg we've talked quite a bit about aj already um jtg uh, of course most are going to know him from his run with the wwe as a part of crime time uh you know r.i.p shad gaspard mm-hmm. um you know jtg has been doing really great work in my opinion on the indies lately and he's really catching like a second kind of like a second wind out there and, you know, he's bigger than he was when he was the WWE. Like, as far as, you know, he looks stronger, looks, you know, tougher. He, he's going in there. He's having good matches. And um, I think him and AJ is going to be a, just a banger. And uh, you got to imagine that both guys are going to be super motivated coming into this one. Because you've got AJ, who I would imagine looks up to JTG quite a bit, uh, given AJ's age and when JTG would have mm-hmm. been on television. And then you have JTG, who's probably going out there looking to prove that he can hang with the best guys on the Indies still. So, you know, I love this matchup. I'm going to take AJ Gray for my prediction. Uh, what about yourself, Mose? Yeah, I'm with AJ, bro. You summed it up great. You got the 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 vet coming back to prove he can still hang and beat the young gun. And AJ, no doubt about it, one of the absolute best on the scene. I, I can't wait for it. I'm going to go AJ Gray as well. Yeah, that's going to be a damn good one. Let's see what we got next. We got Brian Keith taking on Darius. Yeah, that's right. Taking on Darius Lockhart. So the the bounty hunter versus Darius Lockhart. This is this is going to be a good one. And Darius, I'm trying to remember, where was the last time I saw him wrestle? I, I got to pull up his, uh, I got to pull up his, uh, his cage match real quick while we're talking about him, but go ahead and give me your thoughts on this because I, I know I like Darius Lockhart a lot and I know he's still very young. Yeah. Like early, mid, early twenties, early to mid twenties. I can't remember the last time I saw Darius Lockhart, but yeah, Darius Lockhart for sure. Uh, one to, uh, to keep seeing this rise. Brian Keith can't wait to see him come out to still tip and live. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about, people that have made the trek to Texas and, and seen Brian Keith in action live. So uh, this is without a doubt one to uh, one to watch, one to keep an eye on. Uh, I'm going to go Brian Keith because mainly because of what I've seen out of him recently. And I know he's been active uh, very recently through all, through all everything and, and still, still tipping baby. still tipping. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of probably why I got a little bit of a block there when I was thinking about Lockhart, because he was like very inactive for the last year or so, I think. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. He's one, again, I don't know exactly the situation, but I do, I regularly find myself like, man, why isn't Darius on Lockhart on more shows? Uh, Which is, it's a good, good kind of buzz to have because, man, if this match goes like we're thinking it very well could, uh, Darius could be all over the place. Yeah, so I think this will be good. I'm going to go with Darius. Good good to see him in there with Brian Keith. 
And then after that, we got a match between Leo Rush and Lee Moriarty. We've already talked about both these guys, but this is a hell of a stylistic matchup. You got Leo so, Rush, who yeah, fast as hell and runs all over the place, and Lee Moriarty, who will probably want to slow the pace down a little bit, but if he's got to go fast, he'll do that too. Who do you think wins this one? Because this really has some pretty high stakes as far as, like, no title on the line, mm-hmm. but, like... The winner of that, like, this is a really high-profile matchup for the weekend. No doubt about it. Lee Moriarty, I think he wins. He he catches Leo in a trap or maybe uses that speed against him and is able to, to use the angle, use what he can to get this win. Uh, but but you absolutely said it. This is a one that I know Lee's excited about, one that I'm sure Leo's excited about. Um, with Lee Moriarty really becoming, I mean, the IWTV champion, the uh, the nearly the one of the faces of independent wrestling, no doubt. So uh, definitely, but uh, high stakes for both competitors. But I will go with Lee. Yeah, this is a tough one to call, man. Super tough. Um, my gut is saying Leo, but my heart is definitely saying Lee. <sighs> it. If the IWTV title was on the line, which, like, I'm assuming it isn't because this is, you know, on Fight TV and everything. Um, if the title was on the line, I'd definitely go with Lee to retain. But if it isn't, I think I think they go Leo. That's so tough, man. I'm going to uh, go Leo. I'm going to go Leo for my pick. But, like, if I, if I got to choose who I want to win the match, I would take Lee Moriarty. So... Let's throw that out there. But my official prediction, I'm going to go with Leo. I just think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. And what's most likely going to be the main event of this show, we have, this is awesome, Rich Swan versus Two Cold Scorpio. Last last year, Scorpio wrestled, was it AR Fox? Yes, and, it was. And that match ruled. Like, the like Two Cold Scorpio is, I know this sounds like I'm trolling almost by saying this, he's pretty much as good as he's ever been, mm-hmm. even though he's at the age he's at and like all the miles he's got on him. Like he goes out there and still hits all his moves, everything that you want to see, he, he can still do. And I remember him wrestling AJ gray uh, in Chattanooga uh, a couple years back and stuff. And like thinking the same thing. And Rich Swan, of course, impact wrestling uh, heavyweight champion right now. Uh, he's going to be wrestling Kenny Omega, uh, you know, for the AEW and Impact titles, you know, both being on the line soon. So Rich Swan probably doing the best, uh, probably having the best run of his career right now against, you know, a bona fide legend of, of wrestling in Two, two Cold Scorpio. Uh, you know, who do you think wins this one? Because, I mean, this is, I mean, the fans is really the, the answer, right? Because it doesn't matter yes. as long as the match is good. And, and we know the match is going to be good, so... Who do you think wins? Oh, man. Um, I think Too Cold. I think Too Cold is going to get very close to winning this, but I, I think Rich Swan is going to be able to come out just a little bit ahead and get the win. But my, I mean, in a dream world, one of Too Cold wins, and now he gets a shot down the line at the Impact title or possibly the Impact and AEW title. I don't know, man. That's like. Just the idea in theory that that could possibly happen makes this so much more exciting for me. Shout out to Cold. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's an interesting idea too, because that's something I didn't really consider, but is totally possible. Like 
if you're an impact wrestling, for instance, I don't know why impact wouldn't want to bring in too cold for at least a few matches. Like the guy could definitely still go. Um, that'd be, that'd be really cool if, uh, if something more came out of that, but I am going to have to go rich Swan. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of momentum right now, a lot of big stuff coming up, but would I be mad if two cold Scorpio won? Absolutely not. I, I think that either way we get some, some really good stuff. So, uh, so that's for the culture. After that, we next have this alley cat show. Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl, S-H-I-T. I'm trying to keep this somewhat family friendly because uh, this will be on YouTube, I think. So uh, Alley Cat's show. And this is basically one big show full of some of the best independent wrestling uh, women in the world. Uh, you know, on the on the talent on the women's side, I should say. Um, but there is going to be this uh, sweatpants battle royal as well. <laughs> Um, which I'm not, we don't have to deep dive on that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about who's in it. Um, but then, you know, uh, basically an all female card with some of the best talent, uh, you know, available. I, I really, really believe that I was telling Mose before that, you know, when you look at some of these cards, especially when it comes to like an all, all female card, sometimes you look at it and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I know her, like that, this might be one of her first matches or I'm not really sure. Cause like they have to fill out a whole card and sometimes it's slim pickings out there, regardless of gender, you know, depending on who's getting signed and when and when shows are happening. You look at this show and it's like, I know every single person on this show and everybody is good. Like, this is going to be an awesome card, in my opinion. Um, it starts off with the match I was talking about before. We have Faye Jackson's Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal. It says it'll be featuring JTG, PB Smooth, Ricky Shane Page, which... Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to laugh that he's in this. Um, Daniel Garcia, Casey Navarro, Devin Monroe, Mysterious Q, Lee Moriarty, Hoodfoot, D-Rogue, and Eel O'Neal. Is it Eel O'Neal or El O'Neal? Eel O'Neal. Okay. I, I mean, there's a lot of great talent in that match. Um, I'll just throw out that, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take RSP because, like, why not? I think it's cool as hell that Hoodfoot's in this. And, you know, I mean, it's we haven't had a chance to talk about Hoodfoot yet, but I know he, he will be on some stuff we'll be talking about. But uh, go ahead and throw out a prediction for the Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal. I will go with Hoodfoot because if anybody that knows how to get work done in some sweatpants, it's got to be Hoodfoot. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right. After that, we got uh, Allison K taking on Jordan Grace. We've talked about Allison K quite a bit yeah, already. Um, Jordan Grace, if, if for those of you who listen to this show, I review Impact Wrestling every Sunday. Uh, you are probably sick and tired of hearing how much I like Jordan Grace. I'll just go ahead and keep it short and sweet. I think that she is the most, of all the women not in AEW or NXT, I know she's obviously with Impact, but you know, speculation is that her contract is running up soon. I think she is a cannot miss talent for either AEW or a or WWE. Like she is, in my opinion, one of the best uh, wrestlers in the world. She has a great look. Uh, she's, she's a beautiful girl, but she's strong as hell. I mean, like mm-hmm. she just, she, I mean, like if I wanted, if I was putting together like my perfect female wrestler, it'd probably look exactly like Jordan Grace and, and, and she would wrestle like Jordan Grace and have the attitude of Jordan Grace. So, 
I'm so high on her. And I think Allison K is awesome, like we mentioned earlier. I'm going to go Jordan Grace for my prediction, but what do you think about this matchup, and who do you think wins? I'm I'm going to pick Jordan because we just recently had her in New South. I think that show just got added to IWTV. She wrestled Kenzie Page. Uh, it was an awesome main event. I, had, I, I was told it may have been the first uh, all-female main event in the state of Alabama history. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so maybe it's because of the bias of I just saw Jordan wrestle live a couple of weeks ago. I know Allison Kay's tough as nails, but I'm going to go Jordan Grace, man. I think, you know, she's got a great momentum behind her, great attitude. Uh, it's just like you said, it's hard to beat Jordan Grace, so I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I, yeah, you can't go wrong. And the good thing, once again, is like if Allison Kay wins, no one's going to be mad. I mean, I might be a little butthurt over it because I hate every time Jordan loses because I just – I want to see her being protected because I think she can be so valuable. But I think that Allison K is super valuable as well. So, I mean, it's like it's just a damn good matchup there. Um, after this, we have this is an interesting one. Um, Holiday versus Dark Sheik. Yep. Um, Dark Sheik. I don't know a ton about. I know I've definitely, I definitely I definitely know of Dark Sheik. Um, she she's been wrestling for quite a while and I know she was a real um, kind of groundbreaker as far as kind of like the trans community. So, you know, shout out to uh, to Dark Sheik. I mean, and she's very good as well. I just haven't seen a ton of her matches. Um, and then on the other hand, you have Holodead, who's, you know, very unique. Um, if you've never seen Holodead, I don't even know how to, what to compare her to. Like, uh I like her. She wears face paint and she is very, very dark, um, very creepy. And yeah, I mean, this is going to be good. This is going to be just a very I think this is stylistically and kind of character wise. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Uh, what do you think and who do you think wins? I think Dark Sheik wins. I, you Again, you're now you know that man, the the styles, the story that could be told between these two. Very good stuff uh, for, for anyone that, that may not be uh, smartened up to Holiday or Dark Sheik. Uh, I think this is absolutely one that could get lost in the shuffle until we get it happening. And then afterwards, a lot of people may end up talking about it. I'm going to go Dark Sheik. But again, uh, this one could go either way. Yeah, yeah, I've, I'm pretty split on it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Holiday, but it's. Same kind of thing. Once again, fans are the winners here because I think it's going to be really good. Oh, yeah. After that, we have Edith Surreal, who we talked about quite a bit before, uh, the former still life of apricots and pears. Or still life with apricots and pears. I'm always... That's just that's just the most unique name ever in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Lady Frost on the other hand, on the other end of this match. And Lady Frost, I believe I've seen her do some work with AEW. Um, yeah, you have. On Dark, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this should be good, too. I mean, all these matches are solid. These are just really solid, you know, matchups put together. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit before where Edith Surreal has a lot of momentum, uh, especially after winning the Cassandro Cup and, and all that stuff and heading into an IWTV title match. Uh, in the future with Lee Moriarty. So I got to go Edith for my prediction. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to Edith Surreal m- more so because of how active, how um, just putting these wins together, 
understanding when you're doing the right things in and out of the ring, and that's going to put you, you know, in the right mentality in these matches. And I think Edith Surreal uh, going to be very hard to beat this week, this weekend, knowing that title match is going to be there. This, I believe this was going to be, this is Friday morning, so this will be after Edith gets a shot at that WTV title. Who knows? She could be champion rolling into the, uh, to the hot girl stuff. Um, because of that, <laughs> I'll go Edith Surreal, but Lady Frost, I've been around, very motivated, uh, very, very good uh, combatant, no matter what the style. So, um, for sure, keep an eye out for, for Lady Frost, Edith Surreal. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's just really hard to pick against Edith right now. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same exact way. Um, after that, we have this potentially could be the match of the night um, for this for this card. We've got, well, actually, I could say that for, like, three of these three or four because um, I was going to say like, oh, Allison Kane, Jordan Grace also, but like also the main event. Yeah, this is, this is, this is just a really good card. Um, we have Tasha Steeles taking on Trisha Dora. We talked about Tasha Steeles a little bit with the fire and flavor. Um, Trisha Dora, we haven't really had much of a chance to talk about yet. Um, she not only is great in, you know, you know, women versus women wrestling, but she does great, um, um, intergender wrestling as well. And I can say mm-hmm. the same about others on this show too. Jordan Grace, a uh, perfect example. Billy Starks, who we talked about before. Allie Cat, who's on this show. I mean, there's a lot of lot of really great talent on this show who can really wrestle anybody of any gender. And Trisha Dora, I love that Lariat Tubman finisher. Like it's <laughs> like just the fact that she thought to name a move Lariat Tubman, I think is just so great. Um, I think stylistically, this is going to be a damn good match. And Trisha Dora, in my opinion, is probably, I'd say her and Alley Cat are probably the two top female wrestlers that I haven't seen, like, on any mainstream TV. Like, not even Impact, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, I, and I don't understand it, by the way. Like, I think Trisha Dora is a slam dunk anywhere. Like, she would be perfect for, for any company um, and Tasha Steeles, like we mentioned before, is already doing that on a national level with Impact Wrestling. Um, so who do you think wins this one? Because I think this is a damn, this really, really, really damn well could be, you know, the match of the card right here. I, it's, it's very tough to call. I'm leaning and I'm going to pick Trish because of, I think you you had a great point there that we've not seen Trish on really any of those tippy top programs yet. And it feels like that i mean that's just the next step for her that's the only way else to go she's been putting on great matches everywhere so uh no disrespect to tasha Steeles, who you know all, uh, could very very well win this match but that's just kind of lingering in my head that you know tr- every match for trisha door right now is like this could be the match to get me you know to get her on that next level um, because she's got the talent for it. That's already there. It's just the eyes. So this could be that match. And because of that reason, I'm going to go Trisha Dora. But, man, it's close. Yeah, it really is. I'm going to go Trisha Dora as well, though. I think that's I think that's a smart pick. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just going to be a damn good match. And I'm going to take Trisha Dora winning with that Lariat Tubman that I was talking about before. After that, we have a matchup between people who will be partners and the show we just talked about thick and juicy 2.0 we have brooke valentine wrestling willow nightingale and maybe there's a little foreshadowing there that maybe their tag team uh you know 
the show before this, something maybe happens there and kind of causes them to have a little dissension going into this one. I don't know. Maybe we'll see some kind of storyline progression uh, throughout, you know, some of these shows here kind of back to back. Um, but yeah, since we've talked about both already, who do you think wins this one, Nightingale or Valentine? Yeah, I'm going Willow because I think Willow, uh, she had that neck injury a couple of years ago. And before that, there was some real, real, real buzz building under Willow Nightingale. I think we're starting to get some of that back now that she's all the way healthy again. Uh, this is going to be good stuff. I know Brick Valentine could could very well again, like the last match, this could go either way. But it, it maybe, maybe it, again, it's just me thinking this is maybe us a little closer to Willow's time of picking up that steam that that injury took away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Man, this is great. This is a really good show. Um, And you're going to have to help me with this because I always butcher this next person's name. Davian? Yeah, it's Davian. I nailed it, right? I okay. believe you did. I believe you did. And I remember her coming in for it had to have been a sub show it was either a sub show or yeah uh she she wrestled alley cat at swing of the axe that was it that's what i'm trying to think of because i remember when she came in i think garini might have been on commentary you might have been with him it was me yeah it was me and dom that was the show i did the whole show and then i had rotating i was the anchor with rotating kind of partners and yeah dominic greeny was with me on that match and that was a really good match yes and i and i remember it so well because i remember greeny like really like putting davian over like i didn't know who she was really i heard the name but like it really made like y'all on commentary really made it sound like she was a big deal and that that sup was really lucky to have her for that show and she went out there and had a great match Mm -hmm. Um, and then erica lee you know, I've seen her. Um, I, I haven't seen this match yet, but I did see that she is wrestling Boomer Hatfield on that Pizza Party Pro show that just dropped uh, yesterday. So I'll, I'll be checking that out soon enough. And I know that Masha Slamovich recently defeated her because I was going over um, the results of that on Fool's Paradise recently right here on this show, um, as well as the Cassandra Cup. So she's been very active lately. Um, it's some pretty high-profile matches. I uh, had a match with Faye Jackson at GCW earlier this year. So this is a really good matchup here, and I think Erica Lee might be a little under the radar, and actually I mm-hmm. think Davian might be as well. Um, I feel like I've just heard the name Davian quite a bit more, um, maybe just in the circles that I'm in. I'm not sure the reason, but I like this matchup a lot. Uh, who do you think wins this one? Yeah, I'm going Davian. Uh, I've seen just a little more of her. That I mean, that's really that's really the only answer I've got. Uh, nothing against Erica Lee at all. Like I'm, I know that this is going to be a good match. Um, I just I, I that was the first time that sub show we talked about. That was the first time I would been I was around Davian man, and she's like as big as she looks on camera. It's like Jordan, you see her in person, you're like, yo, this is like this is next level kind of strength, and uh, and that's why I'll, I'll I'll go with her. I think that's a good call. And lastly here, I think this will probably be the main event of this show. We have Alley Cat versus Billy Starks. Alley Cat, did we get a chance to talk about Alley Cat already? I don't know if we have. Well, Alley Cat, the heart and soul of Southern Underground Pro. That's right. Um, you know, in my opinion, probably the most 
ready. Her once again, her and Trisha Dora, I think, like could be signed right now anywhere. Um, I think that Alley Cat is is incredibly talented. I like. I know the gimmick is a little strange if you haven't seen her before, um, but it's one of those things where like I've seen her so many times that like I forget she's painting whiskers on her face. Like I'm just so used to her <laughs> looking like that. You know what I mean? Like the cat thing is so secondary to me because her matches are just she just goes so hard. Um, another one who just is great in inter- intergender westling. Um, she is. I mean, she'll go out there and do death matches. I mean, she does mm-hmm. not care. Uh, she's badass. And Billy Starks, we talked about her uh, a little bit earlier with, I mean, 16 years old and, and already incredible. Um, I had a chance to uh, today to watch the um, that SUP show uh, when her and Cole Radrick were in there during the, uh, what's the name of that gauntlet? The, oh, the, incarn- the Incarnation Gauntlet? Yeah, the Incarnation Gauntlet. Like, they were in there, and that was great. I mean... Um, I'm, I'm just very, very high on both of these girls. And I think that, um, you know, Billy's it's, it's a little stranger to talk about Billy because like, I know she can't, like, she really can't really reach a peak higher than where she's at for a few years because like, you know, she's still 16. Like you can't, I can't be sitting here like upset that she isn't with the WWE because she's 16. You know what I mean? But like, Mm -hmm. you know, in like two years, you better believe like if she isn't signed on basically her 18th birthday, I'm going to be like, what's, what's going on here. So, um, Billy is, I can't say enough good things about her. I think she's awesome. And I, I echo the same about Alley Cat. Um, this is just a damn good matchup. And, who do you think wins, man? Do you think Alley Cat gets the big win on her own show? Or do you think that Billy Starks comes in there and really uh, makes a statement and and gets kind of would probably be considered, a, you know, an upset victory here? I'm pretty sure this match got booked at that sub show you mentioned because Mouse was like, yo, Alley, you should like beat up the kid. And Alley was like, OK. Oh, so wow. I think that's how we're here. And. Oh gosh, it's so tough. It's it, it's so hard to pick against uh, either one of these talents. Just what you said, man. It's you know it's weird for me to see Allie like on Instagram or something without the whiskers. Then I'm like, whoa, 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 what is this? Um, and then I realize like, oh yeah, that's right, bro. You're you're so used to her having like whiskers, which is so weird to say, but it's the <laughs> truth. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the upset. I'm gonna say Billy. I'm gonna say Billy is able to catch Allie with something that maybe Allie doesn't expect the young gun to have. And, and Billy Starks with the upset though, this is without a doubt one that like me personally, as a fan, I'm just very excited for. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Billy. I'm going to say Billy does it. I'm going to go Billy. I, I think this is just such a, this there's going to be such a spotlight on this match, I think for the weekend. And this is probably going to be one of the better matches of the whole weekend. And like, that's saying a lot considering how many awesome matches I expect to see. And I just think this could put Billy Sarks in just kind of on a next level. If she can get a win over Alley cat on the main event of Alley cat's own show. So I just, I just think there's so much that can be done with Billy coming off of this that I'm going to go with her. But once again, I really don't care who wins or loses that one because it's just going to be an awesome match. And there's going to be, I think that's going to be an awesome moment because I can already see Mm -hmm. it now. Like 
regardless of who wins, I can see it now that the two of them embracing in the ring afterwards and the crowd all loving it. You know what I mean? Like you just know it's going to, everyone's going to feel good at the end of that show. Yeah, exactly right. And that's, that's okay. Like sometimes it's okay to give the crowd kind of what they want and just put on a banging match. A hundred percent. I'm a big believer in just doing stuff that makes sense in wrestling. Like, Boom. you know, if it, it, you a swerve here and there is, is great, but like a lot of times, the most obvious thing to do, you know, just do it. You know, who cares if people thought of it also? Like, if it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm with you. The next show we have is the Acid Cup 3 Day 2. And it's impossible to really do a breakdown of this because we don't know who's going to advance from day one. So I'm just going to ask you, Mose, of the people we know that are a part of the Acid Cup, who do you think is going to win the whole thing on day two? Okay, Loaded Field. I'm going to – I think it's either A.J. Gray or Jordan Oliver, and I'm going to keep riding the Young, Dumb, and Broke wave and say Jordan comes back from that semifinal last time, builds off of it, and gets the job done. Man, that's a bold prediction. Um, not that Jordan wouldn't be great, but that's like, man, that's I could see it happening. I'm, all, I'm over here almost trying to think, like, who on – who in this tournament reminds me the most of Trent Acid? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and if I, if I was going by that, I'd probably say Jordan Oliver. Um, man, that's such that's a good pick because I do think Jordan gets past past Edith. Um, man, I'm gonna say, uh, this is this is the hardest. So when I make a prediction like this, it's it's a really bad way to make a, a pick because I'm basically shooting myself in the foot immediately. But I'm going to say whoever wins between Tony Depp and Cole Radrick wins the whole thing. Great pick. I'll be honest. But, like, but it, I, I but feel that. But, but it's kind of a – it's kind of like a bad pick to make because, like, I can't – I'm having such a hard time deciding who wins that match. So it's like – if I'm going to take Cole over Deppin, I'll just go ahead and take Cole to win the whole thing. I think it's kind of a, an outside pick uh, because I think, you know, there I think like a Calvin Tankman or an AJ Gray or even a Jordan Oliver, like you mentioned, Lee Moriarty. I think there's people that I look at this field and I'm like, you know, I could definitely see them winning because they have bigger names and the matches are definitely going to be good. But if they want to use this tournament to really raise the stock of somebody and really help build a new real main event level guy on the Indies, I think Cole Radrick winning it all mm-hmm. would do a ton for him. Um, and once again, I'm pretty biased because I'm a very big fan of his. I'm, but but to be fair, I'm a big fan of everybody on the show. So it's like I'm not just, you know, I'm not really playing favorites at the end of the day. But I also just watched uh, some really good Cole Radrick stuff right before we recorded this. So it's like he's definitely on my mind right now. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Cole. Why not? No, I think it's a great pick. I think you're absolutely right. Whoever wins that match could very well win the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a great tournament. After that, we have RS Spring Break, presented by 440. Boo. Yeah, boo. This is going <laughs> to be a good show. Um, first up, we have the uh, the Cluster F, uh, which is apparently canceled. And... Uh, I'll just go ahead and say this to save us a little bit of time. It's impossible to pick the winner of that match. If it happened, like, 
literal thin air could win the match as we saw a few years ago. So um, <laughs> we'll just go past that. I will say though, the cluster F is, is honestly one of my favorite matches of the whole year. And I, I know that it's long and that people think it sucks. I, I get it, but like, it's just, it's just, it's supposed to be meant to be fun and I have fun watching it. So it just is what it is. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I mean, it does, it feels long, and I, but I do, I enjoy it. I have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they, if they have the match or not. Um, after that, Rich Swan versus Lee Moriarty. We talked about both these guys at length today. You're, you're up first for this prediction, Moe. Who okay. you got between Moriarty and Rich Swan? I will go, oh my gosh, it's, it's champion versus champion in a way. It's IWTV versus Impact. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go, oh gosh, it's so hard not to pick Rich Swan, but I'm going to go with the scariest wrestler in the world, Lee Moriarty. You know what? I'm going to go Lee Moriarty also. That's a tough one, though, but I'm going to say, because once again, I also have to be thinking on some of these shows, it's kind of similar to the Deppin and Radrick thing to a degree, like, Moriarty, I should say, like, Rich Swan, like, him winning a bunch of matches over the collective weekend doesn't really do a whole lot for him mm-hmm. because he's already at the spot that he's at with Impact and everything and AEW soon and all that. Um, but, like, Lee getting a big win over Rich Swan on a show like this can just do so much for the independent scene and for the IWTV championship and stuff. So, like... I think it would just be really smart. I mean, I love both guys, but I just think like long-term indie booking wise, I think Lee Moriarty winning this would be a really, really good idea. So that's why I'm going to go with Lee, but I love the matchup. After that, we have two guys that we really haven't had a chance to talk about yet. Surprisingly, Um, we have the brunch versus B I T C H match. Um, It's Effie taking on Gregory iron and Effie. I think, think we had it no that was off air i think me and you were talking about him a little bit um for those of you who've never seen effie uh you know we'll talk about him a bit more during the uh, the big gay brunch show which he is you know in charge of uh effie how would you know what i i talk about effie a lot on this show um on the weekender Mose, how would you describe effie like to somebody who hasn't seen him wrestle um i would as politically correct as i can <laughs> I would say Effie is like the embodiment, the embodiment of pure wrestling sexual intensity. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. I don't know. If, I don't know if that helps anyone. Like, that's not going to tell you what he looks like or how he wrestles, but there's just something about Effie where there's just this, this energy boiling just under, like under the skin, man. And uh, there's nothing in the world like Effie. Yeah, there really isn't. I mean, he's the kind of guy where like just seeing him walking out for his matches, you're immediately like asking a lot of questions, you know, cause it's like, you see the dude and he's wearing like a pink jacket with spikes all over it, but also a Lucha mask, but also fishnets on his, on his legs. You know what I mean? It's like, and it used to come out to Elton John. I can't remember what he's changed the song to now, but like right when you see him, you're immediately like, this guy is definitely different than what I'm used to seeing. And then when you see him wrestle, he does a lot of stuff that is very different than the things you're used to seeing. But he's very solid in the ring. And I love uh, his his allegiance with the SGC 
um second gear crew mm-hmm. and all that stuff it's like i i know you know that but just for the listeners um but you know i and he's done great work with southern underground pro over the years i mean i have a lot of respect for effie and gregory irons another guy that i have a ton of respect for um the handicap hero uh, who is now you know with 440 and th- it's he is one of the best heels in wrestling to me because he's one of the most sympathetic wrestlers in the world. Like he, he, he has cerebral palsy and, you know, he has neurological stuff going on. And on one hand, it's like, you see that and it's incredibly motivational. You see that you're like, man, this guy had to overcome a lot to get where he's at and he's damn good at his job and he deserves his spot. And I'm a very big fan of his. And then you see him doing his thing and like bullying people with 440 and like like beating people up like like i mean that he's he's so easy to hate because he's so like he he's so easy to love that he's so easy to hate if that makes any sense you know what i mean it's like you want to like him so much and then he just does this underhanded stuff with these jerks in 440 and you're just like gregory like how could how could you be doing this to people come on man you should be out there you know, making people happy and motivating people like you used to. And uh, I just think it's great. So I, I, I think we have two great characters in this one and two guys that are honestly, I mean, it's, it's, it's characters, but it's the classic, you know, personality cranked up to 11 that you always hear. I mean, this is, I, I don't know exactly what the stipulations of this match are, but you know, I know I've talked a lot about this. Uh, I'm probably rambling at this point, but this is a, it's a very, I think this is going to be a really, really good match. And I think more so than like it being a good wrestling match, it's just going to be a really entertaining story that's told between these two. Yeah, exactly. There there's going to be some insane wrestling on this show for sure. But uh, Effie and Gregory Iron are going to put together a story, some moments. Uh, It's without a doubt going to be the one, one of the most talked about matches on one of the most talked about shows of the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Who do you think is gonna win that one? Again, it's I'll ne- I don't think I'll ever pick against Effie, uh, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep riding the Effie train. Okay, I'm gonna go with Effie as well in that one. But I, I, once again, I'm a very big fan of both guys, and yeah, just just for the record, like I have a lot of neurological um you know issues in my family history, like people very close to me that deal with uh you know some really serious things. And I've actually reached out to Gregory Iron in direct messages before and just like thanked him for going out there and doing what he's doing, because I do think he is a very, very big inspiration for a lot of people, whether he realizes it or not. So um, it's just great to see him doing what he's doing. It's great to see Effie. These are two guys who can go out there and like be themselves and like it works in wrestling. I just think it's awesome. Um, After that, we have Gringo Loco, Black Taurus and Erez versus Laredo Kid, Dragon Band, and Aramis. We've talked about most of the people in this one. Uh, touched on Gringo Loco a little bit because of uh, his MLW history. Um, Black Taurus, you know, he's been a part of Impact Wrestling lately uh, as a part of the Decay stable with Crazy Steve and Rosemary. Um, Laredo Kid, we talked about as well, MLW, AEW. Um, so this could be a really entertaining six-person I say person. I, I guess Black Taurus is a uh, is a, a hybrid of a person and an animal, technically. Yes. Um, <laughs> dragon Bane, I guess part dragon, but but uh, Gringo Loco, 
I'll say this real quick. I, I don't know if I've ever been more confused for the first time seeing a wrestler than I was the first time I saw Gringo Loco wrestle. Because it was at, like, a Glory Pro show years ago, and I see this dude come out to the ring who was, like, kind of overweight, and he had, like, he had, like, a, he, he was rocking, like, cornrows with, like, with, like, designs shaved into his head, and but he was wearing this, like, red, white, and blue full body suit, and I was, like, and he, but he was called Gringo Loco, and I was, like, this sounds like a luchador name, like, what is up with this guy? And then he got in the ring and just killed it. Like he went out yeah. there and just he was out there flipping all over the place. And I was like, this guy's awesome. Um, so never judge a book by its cover, kid. That that's my lesson to y'all is like <laughs> I didn't expect Gringo Loco to go out there and be able to do the stuff that he does, and he's actually damn entertaining. So uh what do you think about this uh six six person uh tag team match? Yeah, this is gonna be the wildest match of the show. Uh, uh, I mean, expect all the flips and then more. Yeah, Gringo Loco, without a doubt. Uh, I saw him live the first time up near, like, Chicago. It was a super crazy scramble match that had, like, him and Zayn was in it. I think Blake Christian and Jake Lander. It was nuts. And then after the match when I met Gringo, he was just, like, drinking beer, chilling like one of the guys. So it is. He's, he's such... Again, such an original one-of-one one kind of guy. So shout out Gringo Loco. I think it's going to be wild, crazy, you know what, to the wall kind of match. We're going to see it all. Um, we've talked about them all. I'm going to go with Gringo Loco, Black Taurus, and Arez uh, with the win, mainly because of the uh, my uh, uh, feelings for Gringo Loco more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I got to go. Although Laredo Kid really, I mean, he's doing mm-hmm. a lot of big stuff, but like, I think the Gringo Loco team could could really benefit a lot from getting the win here. I just hope it's a damn good match, and I expect it to be. I'll go Gringo Loco as well, though, in his team. After that, we have Chris Dickinson, who we've already talked about quite a bit, taking on Joey Janela, who we haven't had a chance to talk about. But um, if you're listening to this show and somehow don't know Joey Janela, that's surprising to me Very. Like, that's but that's okay um if this is the first time you're hearing about him uh you know he's obviously doing a lot of stuff with all elite wrestling uh he's always heavily involved with gcw and just independent wrestling in general uh prior to getting signed by AEW, he was having you know some of the best indie matches i've seen in recent memory you know and beyond wrestling and i'll never forget his appearance at at sup uh love to hunt love to fish kurt stallion <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I'm a big fan of Joey Janela and he's a guy that like, I hate to say it, but like a lot of people, a lot of AEW fans seem to think that like, he isn't worth being on AEW. I see that, that all the time on, on Twitter, like people that are like, yeah, but they got Joey Janela. And I'm always like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Like Joey Janela is damn good. And he's, he's damn entertaining everywhere. He he gets over everywhere he wrestles and he does so much for the rest of the wrestlers and giving them platforms. I mean, look at that Everett Connors match I was talking about earlier. I mean, just what he did for that kid's career in one match. I mean, Joey Janela is one of the, in my opinion, one of the best indie wrestlers of all time. Like, I don't think he's the most physically gifted. I don't think he looks the strongest. He's not the tallest, whatever. But the dude is entertaining every single time he wrestles. And to me, that's all that matters. So... I love this matchup, him and Dickinson. It's a hell of a styles clash. 
who do you think wins this one? I mean, these are two bona fide. I mean, we're talking indie wrestling legend and hopefully soon to be, you know, mainstream wrestling star, you know? Yeah, there's been some bad blood on the Twitter. I mean, I know it's playful, but basically just it's Dirty Daddy making fun of Joey for eating fish sandwiches with extra tartar sauce (laughs) and how Dirty Daddy, the putrid papa, the filthy father, Chris Dickinson, is in immaculate shape, doesn't eat any of this garbage most of the time, only has his cheat days or whatever, whatever, living clean. And then you got Joseph Janela over here. On one of you know working for one of the biggest uh, bigger wrestling promotions in the world, um, and, and to quote Dickinson, looking the way he does, so for sure expect Joey to take a beating. I think Dickinson's going to wear him out a little bit. Uh, I think uh, it's so hard to pick against Joey Janela at what was formerly known as Joey Janela's Spring Break, but I think Dirty Daddy's going to going to beat him down and Dickinson gets the win. I think Dickinson gets the win here too. I think Janela is kind of at a point right now where as long as he is involved in AEW, he can use his star power on the indies to continue to help make other people's careers bigger on the indies. Um, like I've mentioned Everett a second ago, I, you know, Dickinson's already there, but maybe this match is what pushes is like that one little nudge that, you know, NXT or AEW or whatever needed to see is this match and him and, with him and Joey Janela. And that's what gets him that big contract or something, you know. I mean, I know he's with Ring of Honor right now. I, like, I get that. But um, and I hope he does great things with them. And hopefully he's getting paid good money and he stays there as long as he wants to. But um, I think you all know what I mean when I when I say these things like there, there's Ring of Honor and that's great. But then there's also like. You know, Dickinson could be literally he has the talent to be wrestling in front of millions of people every week on, on mainstream TV. So, oh, for um, sure. yeah, for sure. After that, we have two people we've, we've already talked about quite a bit. Billy Starks and Starboy Charlie. Charlie is well, I think we said earlier, I think he's 17 and Billy's 16. Um, the two of them will probably wind up getting married one day and they're going to wind <laughs> up having um, pro wrestling prodigy children. Um, I'm obviously kidding, but I just think it's great that there's kind of a male and female version of kind of the same thing happening at the same time. Um, and I love that they're going to meet here at, in this match. Who do you think wins uh, between Charlie and Billy Starks? Yeah, I know this is a match both have won for a while. They both definitely see the parallels in their careers so far. I will go Billy Starks because of that sick bridge she's going to bring. Billy has one of my favorite, like her bridge is incredible to see when she hooks that German and can keeps a hold. Because of that, I'm going to go Billy Starks, but for sure this is, uh, you're not going to find two talents. I I highly doubt you'll find two talents more fired up to be in a match than these two in this match. Yeah. I mean, this really is like an indie wrestling dream match. Like, you know, if you had a a sheet of paper with everyone's name on it and you were like, who do you want to see Charlie wrestle the most? I'd say Billy and vice versa. So it's like, I love that they're making this happen. I'm going to go Billy Starks as well. After that, we have Leo Rush versus Jordan Oliver. This match is going to be awesome. We've obviously talked about both of these guys uh, a lot today. I know Jordan Oliver is your boy. Um and I, I love Jordan as well. And Leo is, I can't say it enough. Like he's, he might be the best. This is just my opinion. He might be the best in-ring wrestler in the world. Like just from bell to bell. Um, as far as just entertainment from start to finish. Um, 
Who do you think wins this one, man? This would be a huge win for Jordan Oliver, but that's a that's a big matchup there with Leo Rush. It is. This is Blackheart. This is it. This is a just Leo Rush. I, I believe this is Blackheart Leo Rush. So if anyone that hasn't uh, check out that Joey Janela Leo Rush, the Blackheart Leo Rush feud they had in CCW years ago, man. Like you know, some of my favorite matches are when Leo goes to that dark place and he's going there with Jordan. That, uh, that stuff with him and Blake Christian recently. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just there's there's so much there with Leo when he can really get into this 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 headspace of the Blackheart. So for sure, uh, for sure, a mountain to climb for Jordan Oliver. I know he's ready. I know he is completely locked in. He's had a busy week. Uh, he's, I mean, Jordan and Nolan Edward, both two very busy guys that are going to take Every match is serious as as if it was their only booking of the week. So uh, because of that, I think Jordan, I know Jordan wants this match. I know he wants to win this match so bad. Uh, because of that, I'm going to I'm gonna keep rolling with J.O. I mean, the way it's looking, I, I think I have Jordan winning the undisputed title, the, the, the universal <laughs> title, everything this weekend. But um, I'm very, very fired up for, for Leo Rush, Jordan Oliver. Yeah, this one I'm actually going to go Jordan. I'm going to go with you on this one. And that's, I mean, it's just, it's a very tough one to decide. It, it's a really a coin flip. Um, all I, all I can say is this, the expectations are very high for this one for me. And I think that they'll totally live up to it. And that's all I care about. Like if the match is good, I don't really care who wins or loses, but I think it would do a lot for Jordan Oliver if he got that win. Uh, so I'm going to say Jordan Oliver as well. After that, we got Atticus Koger, who we've talked about quite a bit today already, taking on Masada. And Masada's been around forever. I mean, CZW, Ring of Honor, um, NWA Wildside, like way back in the day. So this is going to be a... Uh, I, this one is probably not going to be for the fan of heart. I'll just put it that no. way. Um, this is going to be one that I may need to watch uh, with my you know, kind of through my fingers, uh, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I, I mean, Masada is badass, and I've already let my thoughts be known about Koger. He's literally one of my, even if I don't watch, as crazy as it, as it is, I could not watch Atticus Koger wrestle for months, and he's still going to be one of my favorite wrestlers, just because I, I care about him for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, it's, he's, he has me totally invested, whether I'm watching his matches or not. I just think he's a, just an interesting He's an interesting dude. Um, and yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, this match is going to be brutal is, is what I'm expecting. Who do you think wins this one? Brutality is my, my prediction. I'm going to go Atticus because of the Masada's, the, the legend, this kind of a mess. And Atticus, of course, has been making his stamp across all kinds of wrestling the last year or two. I think this is a great, great, great matchup for Atticus in this you know, in this setting of the RS Spring Break or whatever it is, uh, you know, gigantic show, going to be a violent match. Uh, it feels like this is a big chapter for Atticus, and I think he wins it. Yeah, me too. I have a feeling we're going to see skewers in this one. I just have a feeling. Yes, you will. I mean, I was like, <laughs> sure. I was like, I don't know, but I know, you know? Yeah, yeah. I My prediction is Atticus pops a few skewers into Masada's head and hits that uh, that bulldog driver on him. That always looks brutal. Um, but yeah, I'll take Atticus as well. 
And the main event, I mean, this one's for all the marbles. This is like the culmination of a story that's been told for like over a year now, um, probably longer. I mean, this really goes back to what we were talking about earlier with um, Nick Gage losing the belt to AJ Gray, AJ losing at the same night to RSP. And, and now here we are all this time later, Nick Gage has his opportunity to get that belt back and once again become the Game Changer Wrestling Champion. Um, Ricky Shane Page, just because we haven't had a chance to really talk about either guy, like in case you don't know, um, RSP, he's a guy that took me a while to warm up to, and he's a guy that's wrestled for a very long time. But over the last couple years, he's really clicked for me, and I've watched more of his shoot interviews lately, and like I really, really like the guy, and I can tell he just loves pro wrestling. Um, Nick Gage, absolute legend. I mean, the god. Yeah, I mean, you can't there there really isn't words that'll like really do justice. I'll just say this, like you're really missing out if you've never been to an indie show where Nick Gage was there cuz it's just a different energy. And this is I mean, like I said, this is the culmination. Uh, this is the big one. Like do you think it happens? Does Nick Gage finally get that title back from RSP on this show? I do. I do. I think uh, you know, if 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 GCW, if Ricky Shea Page retains this title, if he wins this match and retains this title, I think it would. I mean, that place would riot. It's very much like if Cena wins, we riot. That's right. what it feels like, you know. Which tells me, man, maybe GC, maybe Ricky wins and they say, all right, let's see what you got. Let's see if you're gonna riot because they'll do it. Let me tell you, like like Stephen just said, if you've never been in a, an arena or a venue and heard, you know, for whom the bell tolls plays, like, I'm, there's no words to explain it. It's like a mosh pit on, like, every kind of illegal narcotic. You know what I mean? It's it's incredible to be around. The energy, I think he does. I think Hate Club, Eastern Block, MDK, Nick Gage retains, and that crowd. I mean, Tampa will never be the same from the celebration if that happens. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like they got to... I feel like they got to go with Nick Gage here as well. I, I love that we're finally getting this, though. And part of what makes Nick Gage so great is just how engaging he is with the crowd. Like, yeah. when he comes out, like, literally just walking around the ring, just, like, knocking everybody, dabbing everybody, like, throwing up his signs and all that stuff. Like, I remember when he came out uh, to wrestle at SUP, like, somehow the SUP crowd, like, most people, like, didn't know him, it seemed like, when he came out. And I remember... And being like, oh, y'all are about to find out. Like, y'all don't know. You're about to find out. And, like, and like, so starts walking around the ring. And then, like, by the time he gets in the ring, the whole place loves him. Because, like, he just made a personal connection with every person in there just during his entrance. To the point where, like, okay, well, now you know. And you like this guy. And even even when he wrestled at the SCI, which is a, is a literally, it's a, it's a family show in a high school gym in Chattanooga, Tennessee where he can't do a lot of the stuff that makes him who he is. And he has this line of children waiting to get his autograph yep. and take pictures with him after the show. Like he just has a way of making connections with the crowd. And, you know, the only thing that's ever holding him back from doing, I guess, quote unquote, more in wrestling is, is his history, you know, but it's one of those things where like, the guy's also a great example of screwing up and then like, changing your life for the better and being like a good example for people. So like, you know, I'm a big fan of, of Nick Gage and RSP in this one. And I, 
here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that I'm going to say Nick Gage wins the title, but I want to see Atticus's involvement somehow in this because, Uh. because I know me and you have talked off the record about it. I wanted to see Atticus be the one to beat RSP for this title. Cause I thought that story could have been so cool with Atticus from within 440, finally just having enough of being kind of the sidekick to RSP and, and getting that title from him. But I think it'd be pretty damn cool if Atticus came out and helped Nick Gage beat RSP. So maybe maybe that's where they go with it, and we get RSP and Koger in a feud going forward. It's, it's, it's all speculative, and the chances are none of that will happen. But I would love to see something like that happen, because uh, I think Atticus and RSP would just be so money. Oh, all day. Give me that all day. Yeah, but we're both in agreement. Uh, Nick Gage, new uh, GCW champion once again. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. MDK, Hate Club, Eastern Block. There you go. All effing day. That's it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> After that, next show we got is... Is it the Violence and Suffering? Yes, Lucid Dreams. Lucid Dreams, that's right. Violence, Violence Suffering presents VXS lucid dreams and they're probably calling it that because it'll be happening in the middle of the night this is a pretty stacked show as well jeez we got tj crawford gabriel sky ken broadway and myron reed taking on casey navarro and three mystery partners kind of hard to deep dive on this because we don't really know too much about the match but we have talked uh, about you know quite a quite a bit of the people in this um i mean i don't know if it's even worth making a prediction because we don't know basically the entire other team um, I'll just once again say shout out Myron Reed. There you go. You beat me to it. Kim Broadway, Myron Reed. That's Gabriel Scott, TJ Crawford. That's a tough team. KC Navarro is going to have to bring it. Shout out Myron Reed. Sure. After that, we got Tony Deppin and Jack Evans, which is wild. Yeah, man. It's, a, it's wild. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Tony Deppin. Um, Jack Evans. A lot of people know Jack Evans as, you know, what he's doing now with, with AEW and the hybrid two and, and all that stuff. When I think of the name Jack Evans, I still think about like early ring of honor, mm-hmm. um, him out there, you know, with the do rag and doing, you know, moonsaults off of his cages onto the floor and stuff. And I mean, he was a real, he was kind of a real pioneer. Like a lot of people, I, I have to imagine guys like Ricochet were like heavily influenced by guys like Jack Evans. You know what I mean? Um, so, I uh I gotta say you know th- this is a very interesting stylistic matchup. Um, I'll take Tony Deppin for the win, but I think Jack Evans will go out there and he's gonna fly all over the place and it's gonna be a fun match. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, took the words right out of my mouth. I expect some insanity. I expect some technical stuff. I expect to go crazy again after the technical stuff because we're doing crazy stuff again. Uh, I'm gonna roll with Tony Deppin. But uh, I, I just I love the idea of this match at Violence and Suffering. I love their production. I love, you know, everything they do, e- everything that is Violence and Suffering, you know, it from the look alone, you don't have to be told. And I can't wait to see just the, that level of production with this match. Totally agree. And we both have depth it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I just think this is a. Uh, It'd be dope for Jack Evans to win. Another one, uh, we win. The, the crowd wins for having this match, but I think Tony does get the job done. Yeah, it's pretty wild because it's like current day Ring of Honor Tony Deppin versus like old school Ring of Honor Jack Evans kind of, which is just 
So it's, it's just wild how long it's been that, that he's been around. And it's wild that Jack Evans is just now kind of getting his, like, you know, his break on mainstream TV. And it's he's been in the game for, like, two decades. Um, anyways, I think that'll be a fun match. And once again, we both have Tony Depp. And after that, in a Lucha Rules match, we have Two Cold Scorpio versus Eli Everfly. Uh, we talked about Two Cold earlier. Absolute legend. Uh, Eli Everfly, I mentioned earlier because uh, I didn't like that he beat J.J. Garrett uh, in one of their matches. But Eli <laughs> is talented. Um, and, and here's the thing. Two Cold Scorpio, if he goes out there and he has a banger with Eli Everfly, it's going to do wonders for Eli. So, you know, that's all I can really say about that one, I think. I, I'm going to take Two Cold Scorpio because, you know, whether he wins or loses, you know, before this on a... Uh, uh, like to Rich Swan, mm-hmm. Too Cold can't lose every match of the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got to get some wins, and I think Eli Everfly is a, is a good guy to have him have him get a win over. And Eli's gonna go out there and he's gonna bump the hell, you know, bump all over the place for him and fly all over the place. So, um, what do you think about this matchup? And uh, you think Too Cold gets the win, or you think Eli Everfly with uh, with the big win over the legend? Yeah, I love the Lucha Rules aspect. I think. Eli is going to have a great performance. He's going to be in there with a true, you know, a pioneer like Too Cold. So you're going to, you know, you're going to come out of that with lessons learned. Uh, because of that, I, I do think Too Cold does win. Um, but yeah, no, uh, nothing to shake your head out. Because like we said, Eli Everfly, uh, win or lose, he's going to come out of this match better. Yeah, I totally agree. After that, we got Brian Cage taking on Chris Dickinson. Talked about Dickinson quite a bit already. Brian Cage, you can watch every week on AEW, part of Team Taz. Looks like he's going to be leaving Team Taz soon. Um, obviously, I mean, the guy looks like a million bucks, and he can fly all over the place, and he's strong as hell. I mean, I love that he does the Steiner screwdriver as a finisher. I mean, uh, this is just going to be a banger between Brian Cage and Chris Dickinson. Who do you think wins this one? Yeah, this is going to be a fist fight. Two behemoths, uh, at, no, no carbs between the two of them, <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, gosh, I, I'm I'm going to go, I think, Dirty Daddy. It's, again, it's so hard to pick it's Dickinson. Cage could win this, especially at this banner. I know Brian Cage has been at violent suffering, thought suffering a bunch. So I, I would not be shocked to see Cage win. But uh, it's again, if we're talking just fisticuffs, uh, it's hard to pick against Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dickinson as well. And I think that this is another one of those things where I know last year when the collective got canceled for WrestleMania weekend because of COVID, that Dickinson was supposed to have like a huge weekend. And I feel like they have a chance here to kind of do that now. Um, and I think that Dickinson's going to win a lot of matches. And I think him beating a guy like Brian Cage is a really, really good look for Dickinson. Because once again, Brian Cage is going to be fine either way. He's making, a, am sure, very good money. And he's on national television every week. And, and he's being used in, in, in an interesting story. Um, whereas Dickinson, like, I, I feel like a, a kind of part of the mission of this weekend, I feel like, and this might just be me, but I, I feel like, Dickinson has a lot of respect, obviously, amongst the independent wrestling world. And this really could be a weekend that's really used to help propel Dickinson to that, ne- to that next level. And I think a win over Brian Cage would be very, very good for him. So I'm going to take Chris Dickinson also. 
After that, we have a pure rules match between AJ Gray and Daniel Garcia. Obviously, we've talked about both of them quite a bit. So I'll just straight up ask you, man, pure rules, which, you know, we see we see that in Ring of Honor. And mm-hmm. I personally, I, I really, really enjoy um, that style of match. Who do you think wins? Because I, I think the pure rules doesn't necessarily I don't think it necessarily creates an advantage for either guy because both guys are, are technically sound, uh, sound. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Uh, maybe on paper. People may say Daniel Garcia uh, maybe lean a little that way, but I think you nailed it. I don't think there's really a favorite for either way in this setup. Uh, AJ is you got the bigger body; he's gonna abuse it. Daniel Garcia, Red Death, of course, can do everything. I'm gonna go. Oh gosh, I'm gonna go AJ because of that. Because of that lariat. Yeah, same here. That was you took the words right out of my mouth because in a pure rules match, you can still throw that lariat. So I'm going to take him as well. After that, we got Jordan Oliver, Jimmy Lloyd. Of course, we've highlighted both of those guys. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jordan on this one. Um, I think I had Jimmy Lloyd winning earlier on his show. So I'm going to say, I think, I think Jordan's going to win most of his matches this weekend, but not all of them. And I do think, but I do think Jimmy Lloyd is one where they'll have a good match and it'll be a big win over, uh, you know, a very well-known guy. And it's pretty wild because I'm pretty sure Jimmy Lloyd's still in his, like, like mid-20s, probably. Yeah, he he's young. But, but I feel like he's been around for so much longer, you know, like, just that name. Um, are you taking Jordan in this one as well? I know I know it's hard for you to stay on bias, but, like, I, I, yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking Jordan. I think, I think that's the right move. They've been building this match for a little bit at Vials and Suffering. Uh, I would not be shocked to see Jimmy win this match, but the last time I saw Jordan, he was telling me if this match ends up happening and they get it and it's him and Jimmy down there, he's going to bring it. So that tells me I got to ride. I got to ride with the clout cutter. Yep. Jordan Oliver. Is that what he calls the, his, his finisher, by the way, the clout cutter? Yeah, the clout, he is the clout cutter and he uses the clout cutter. I think, cause I'm pretty sure, he gets called that in his intro. Um, so I just, I think it's just kind of, it, it's everything, but yeah, he definitely, the clout cutter when he hits that, cause it's over. Yeah. I always forget. Cause like I'll, I'll talk the results of MLW on here and I always want to call it the Oz cutter, but like it isn't because like Osprey, well, I mean, it's very similar, but I, I couldn't remember what Jordan called it. So there that, thank you for reminding me the cloud cutter. There it is. I'll, I'll know that going forward. After that, we have a no DQ match. JTG, who we talked about earlier, taking on Dr. Cube, who is a wrestler with a literal cardboard cube box on his head. On his head. Um, I don't know much about Dr. Cube. I'm not going to lie. I know he's done work with Kaiju Big Battle, which made a lot more sense once I found out who this guy was and what he looked like and what he wrestled in. I was like, oh, okay, I'm the Kaiju big battle thing, this totally makes a lot more sense now. Um, I have no idea what to expect out of this match, man. Do you have any kind of like insight on what you expect from Dr. Q versus JTG, and who do you think wins? Yeah, no, there's no way to prepare for this, especially that it's no disqualification. Um, I, I'm going to go JTG because of his background and like he never really follows the rules um 
Dr. Q may not as well. I don't know, but I'm I'm going JTG because I literally have no idea what to expect, bro. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I just hope Dr. Q goes out there and surprises me because I I'm going in pretty damn blind. I know very little about him. Um, and yeah, JTG, I super solid. So I mean, who knows what we're gonna get out of that one? I'll go JTG as well, I guess. No clue. <laughs> and then uh. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, what's I'm assuming is the main event of the show, Leo Rush, who once again we talked about already, taking on Loki, who I was talking early Ring of Honor, talking about Jack Evans. I mean, you can't talk about early ROH without talking about Loki or really early TNA or even, you know, I remember his short run as Caval in the WWE and uh, NXT before it was like really NXT and all that stuff. And he's been out there doing good stuff. I mean, he's uh, he had that that feud with uh, Filthy Tom Lawler on MLW recently, and he can still definitely go in the ring. I mean, he's always had great kicks and uh, and striking and stuff. And this is a I think this is going to be a really good matchup because you have the kind of striking style of Loki versus kind of the high flying, um, you know, fast style of Leo Rush and. Both guys are similar in size and everything. So I think they just kind of really match up really interesting against each other. Who do you think wins this one? Loki is scary individual, cut from that same cloth uh, as a homicide, as an Eddie Kingston. So uh, Loki plays by his own rules. Leo Rush, we've mentioned again a lot. We're both big fans of. Um, I think Loki wins because of just, I've seen him like try to break a human being in half, so I'm I, that, I'm gonna go low key. That's a pretty damn good reason. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna go Leo, but pff, it's a toss up, complete toss up. I'm I'm just I'm just literally just picking Leo because I I don't know I really don't I really have no reasoning other than like I could literally take a coin right now and flip it, and that would be my my prediction for a winner. I just think it's going to be a really damn good match. And like I said, I think they, they match up stylistically really well against each other. Up next, we have Effie's Big Gay Brunch, which this is kind of a tough one to preview because who knows what's going to happen during the show. Um, the last one of these, uh, the last Effie promoted show, uh, you know, kind of controversial, some of the stuff that went on. Um, but... A lot of people talked about it, and there's a lot of great talent in these shows, and it really is a celebration of, you know, the whole LGBTQ plus community and all that stuff. And uh, I think it's great that, you know, that they have a show like this. Um, you know, I know people like get very, very excited for this each year. So that being said, while you hear us uh, kind of breaking these matches down and some of these stipulations, just keep in mind that, you know, me and Moe's aren't going to really know what the hell to expect either in a lot of this. I'm just yeah. going to be honest. Um, the last time I watched an Effie show, I literally was like jaw to the floor, like eyes wide open. Like, I cannot believe they're doing this. I, like, I just can't believe this stuff is happening. Um, so first match we got the boy butter slippery slug. <laughs> The Boy Butter Slippery Scramble. Um, it's going to be Jared Evans versus Ashton Starr versus Alley Cat versus Killian Murphy versus The Whisper versus Frontman Ja. Yeah. Um, 
do you have any ins? I I know about half this field here, but you I'm gonna need a little help on on some of these. I think. Uh, do you have any kind of insight on on what this match is, or um, a couple? You know, I'm not sure who, like Frontman Jaw is, for instance. Yeah, I uh, the Void Butter Slippery Scramble. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm assuming the the word we need we need a key on there is scramble. So let's assume it's one fall to a finish. Uh, I I <laughs> that's as far as I mean my prognosticating is probably gonna end there because other than that I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, I know I know I mean I don't know no but I know all the talent. Uh, we just saw um, Jared Evans recently at action. Ashton Starr as well at action. Of course we've talked about Alley Cat. Killian McMurphy, The Whisper, and Frontman Jaw all um, in there. And I believe, yeah, Minneapolis. Because I, 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 I think it was Mouse again was telling me about Jaw because um, they went up to Minnesota. And uh, he, he came back telling me that, you know, this guy's legit. Keep an eye out. So so Jaw's in there, man. Um, I'm, going, I'm actually going to pick Ashton Starr because uh, I've been a fan of Ashton for a while now, but the last time I saw Ashton live, really, really, like, huge leaps and bounds ahead from the previous time. Used the COVID downtime for all the right reasons. So because of that, I'm going to pick Ashton Starr in a star-studded match. There you go. That's a good pick. I'm going to take Alley Cat, but that's mainly because I've seen her the most of the rest of the people in the match. So I think I'd be – it'd be kind of uh, – I don't know what the right word is. I feel like I can't go against Sally Cat because it's like I just I just you know I'm a big fan so we're gonna go with her but I'm looking forward to the match. After that in in a match th- this is gonna be an interesting one too and I love that we still have J D Drake uh, you know available on the Indies right now for, for us for to real. watch. Um, we got J D Drake taking on M V Young. J D Drake of course people are gonna know him from his work with the Work Horsemen, uh, his tag team with Anthony Henry who is now with NXT. Uh, J.D. Drake, we've been seeing lately on AEW television uh, in a stable with um, uh, Ryan Nemeth and mm-hmm. uh, who was the other guy that they're with? They have it's like a three person, maybe Cesar Bononi or something. There's like a, there's a third. It's, it's, like, it's a really random stable, but it's nice to see J.D. Drake on the show. He had a banger against Eddie Kingston in his dark debut. Um Huge fan of J.D. Drake. He's going to be wrestling. We'll be talking about it uh, for the on the IWTV side. Um, he's wrestling. Um, is he wrestling A.J. Gray over this weekend? Is uh, that he's wrestling Jordan Oliver on the Beer House show? Is there? But when? But J.D. and and A.J. for the Bone Storm belt. When is that? Oh, that's right. Is that at see the sub? Is that at the sub show? I can't even. Remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah. we'll get I to that. Right. Yeah. So we'll be talking more about JD, um, and then MV Young. I know uh, really more recently, MV um, uh, beat Devin Monroe uh, at the Cassandro Cup, and Devin Monroe is somebody that I became more aware of during the last uh, collective. So it's good to see that, and um, it looks like actually here I've seen that Lee Moriarty recently defeated MV Young uh, for the. Can, canned heat uh in pennsylvania so it uh, looks like mv young has been doing some pretty good stuff uh do you have any anything to add as far as mv and and obviously jd drake is i mean he's one of the best out there in my opinion i, I absolutely love his work 
No, yeah, Envy has definitely been on the radar here the last year, year and a half. Uh, leader of the Poly Cult, the Polyam Crime Cult leader, outlaw, professional wrestler. Uh, great merch again. I'm sorry to squeeze in another shout out to Jonesy, but some really cool horror merch done for Envy Young by, by Jonesy. Envy's tough, man. He's been in there throwing hands, he throws chops, he eats those chops, all about the violence. Well, he's going to get it. He's going to get out of J.D. Drake. And I, I couldn't agree more with the the matchup for Envy because he's just said, we all know J.D. Drake, right? Well, if, you, if you're not very familiar with Envy Young, this is a fantastic match for him to show just the toughness and the skill. There you go. Who do you, how, who do you think wins that one? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go J.D. It's hard to pick against J.D. Drake. Uh, I think this, again, uh, just a knockdown drag out fight that J.D. Drake, just the vet able to be a little bit better i like that i like that prediction i i gotta go jd uh but to be fair i'm going jd over like pretty much anybody right now um outside of like aj which we'll get to but um yeah very very high on jd drake um after that we got aj gray versus billy dixon and this is going to be a pup collar match so uh, i guess Similar to a dog collar match, but yes, I believe so. Okay, and and it kind of goes without saying, but like, you know, a lot of the show is is featuring people from all walks of life. You know, so like Billy Dixon, for instance. I I know I've saw Billy on. I'm trying to remember the last time. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The last time I saw. I saw Billy Dixon, but I, I see the name all the time, especially, um, you know, surrounding events like, you know, Big Gay Brunch and that kind of stuff. Um, AJ, we talked about at length, but do you have any any more that you can elaborate on with Billy Dixon? Because once again, he's another one very big in the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, for sure. Billy's got a hand in um, a lot, man. Uh, absolutely uh, production stuff uh, has, has had a hand in a, a couple of, Really big IWTV shows, I believe. I know he was a part of the uh, the Masked Wrestler, right? I know yep. he was involved in there. So Billy, great head on the business. Uh, and yeah, man, uh, in there in, in a great, great opportunity with AJ, one of the biggest, best names in all of independent wrestling. Pup collar match, expect violence. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with AJ. This Billy's from uh, a New York guy, I believe. We know about dog collar matches down here man in the south aj gray's probably seen more than a handful of them live hell he's may have been in a few by now who knows so because of that i'm gonna go aj i think that's a good pick i'm gonna go aj as well and once again we'll see what the difference between a pup collar match and a dog collar match is in this that's one. right um after this another another great name for a match we have Perro's twink hunter tag gauntlet correct um now for those of you who saw the the what do they call was it like the Twink Battle Royal or something yes. last time? Yes. And and Marco Stunt was like the ultimate Twink and all that stuff. Um, that's immediately what I'm thinking about when I see the title of this match is like expect the unexpected in this one. Um, we have the end the team of Odinson and Pero, who I think are great by the way. I like both those guys a lot. Um, great work in NWA. Um, I think Pero especially could be great as a tag team wrestler or as a singles guy. And he's been getting more of a push in the NWA lately, which I like a lot. 
uh, Pretty in Pink. You know a lot about Kenzie Page and Dylan McQueen. I'll let you talk about them. And then we got the bad B-I-T-C-H-E-Z, um, mm. Jay Vidal and Parada. Um, let, but you, you would know a bit, a bit more as far as like Pretty in Pink. Well, I've, I've seen them wrestle plenty of times as well. But give me your thoughts on Kenzie Page and Dylan McQueen because I'm sure you got some thoughts there. Yeah, I think there's been we've got a a, a slight uh, you know it's petty and pink. I'm pretty sure it's not pretty and pink. I'm pretty sure that they've had the name put down wrong, but that's okay. It happens to the best of us. Uh, Kenzie Page and Dylan McQueen. Dylan, phenomenal shape right now. Dylan McQueen uh, has been a part. Uh, both these talents, I believe, have been a part of the Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy, and now Dylan doing his thing um, with the Nightmare Factory. So uh, McQueen, the best shape of his life, getting better by the day. Kenzie has already been a part of AEW Dark, also super young. But, uh, yeah, two very heavy hitters, two very confident talents in there. Um, But, yeah, you're looking across from Odinson and Perro, and um, that's scary. I mean, I see – I watched Odinson nearly knock a dude out of the – like out of the building off a pounce. So as much as I enjoy the petty and pink, man, this could be a long day. Yeah, I mean, I got to go the end, personally, on this one. Yeah, no, I got it. I mean, th- those are two behemoths. Like, it's the Twink Hunter tag gauntlet, so <laughs> right. they're going to they're gonna be just putting them down, bro. Yes, I agree. I, and that should be a good match. And uh, like I said, big shout-out to, to Pero, especially, just from me, because I, I feel like he's, like, really been flying under the radar but i think he has a lot to offer uh, a lot of companies after that we have edith surreal taking on devin monroe oh we've talked about edith quite a bit uh devin i mentioned earlier um but devin he won the is it he or she i don't want to i don't want to misgender i don't know what devin goes by i let me double check yeah, I, I apologize to anybody listening. I, I don't want to make any assumptions. Um, I said he, but... Yes, he, him. Okay, just wanted to double check. Um, but Devin, I, I once again, I became more and more familiar with... Last year during the collective, he won like a big battle royal or something like that. Um, I just can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember him being like the last one standing after like a lot of wrestlers... And then he wound up getting a shot at a title belt after that. I know, I know, I'm not doing the best uh, explaining explaining here, but let me put it this way: Devin Rowe was was pretty heavily featured last year on, on some stuff that I watched, and very talented, and definitely brings something different to the table. As does Edith Surreal. I, I think this is a really, really good matchup for for both of them. Who do you think wins this one? I, I've not really picked against Edith. Uh, it's tough. To, it's tough to pick against her at this one, but I think I'm going to go Devin with the upset. Just what you what you're saying. I think Devin uh, knows he's had some success, but really looking to build off all that. And um, I'm going to say Devin Monroe in a little bit of an upset here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take Devin Monroe as well. I think Edith's going to have a great weekend. Um, but you know, I think Devin's got this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Devin. After that, we had Dark Sheik, who we talked about earlier, taking on AC Mack, who I think we also talked about earlier a little bit. Um, and obviously, AC Mack, yeah, we definitely talked about it, because I know we talked about Bonestorm Champion and, and all that stuff already. Um, 
I got to go AC Mack for my prediction. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be really good. I think AC Mack is, uh, is a hell of a performer. And I like Dark Sheik as well. And if Dark Sheik can go in there and have a solid match with AC, it's going to make me think even higher of Dark Sheik. Um, AC Mack, I feel like you can't go wrong there. Uh, he'll probably do something. He'll, he'll probably be about to lose and do something really underhanded and get the win. That's, that's going to be my guess because that's, that's what he seems to do, and uh, he's very good at it. So I'm going to take AC Mack. What about you? Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, very exciting match. Could be very technically well done. Um, Dark Sheik could get, could get the dub, could get a little sneaky, but it's hard to out-sneak AC Mack. So because of that, I'm going to say I'm going to say hush for AC Mack <laughs> and he gets the dub. There you go. And then what's most likely the main event of the show, a soul on a pole match. Yes. It's going to be Effie taking on Ace Perry. Effie, we've talked about quite a bit already. Ace Perry, I know uh, recently wrestled for AAW. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big Starks brand invitational tournament wrestled in that. I had a win over Cole Radrick during that. So, uh, some really good things. It looks like he's actually wrestled, or Ace Perry's actually wrestled um, uh, Cole Radrick quite a few times. Uh, I got to go out of my way and check out some of these matches that I missed. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Ace Perry's super underrated. I've seen him tear it up in the Midwest the last couple of years. For sure, check out Ace Perry matches. Who do you think wins this one? I mean, is it is it the obvious pick to take Effie that, you know, with it being his show and all? Or is this one of those things where Ace Perry maybe gets a big win over over Effie and uh, really increases, you know, their value. Yeah, it, it almost does feel like that kind of a, of a, of a setup here for Ace Perry. Uh, it's hard to pick against Effie. I don't know if, if Ace can get the soul off the pole, but um, I, I'm going to go Effie. I'm going to go Effie. Effie gets the soul and the pole, whatever Effie wants. Yeah, I'm going to take Effie as well. And this is like, uh, I'll call this one also like uh how, how do I say it? I think if Effie wins, it's a good opportunity for everybody to really like, it's like a nice thank you to Effie, right? It's like, thank you for everything you're doing for everybody involved. And, you know, this got canceled last year and there was big hopes for it. And like, here's your big moment, like say whatever you want to say. Cause that's another thing he usually does is he'll grab the microphone at the end of these shows that he promotes and, you know, you know, big message about, you know, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, and I, I think that's I think that's important uh, just for the world in general to have, you know, different points of view, <laughs> different points of view out there. And uh, I think it'd be a good moment for Effie. He gets the win. He grabs the microphone and uh, everyone kind of thanks him for what he's been doing. After that, we've got how many more? We got like three more of these ma- uh, shows for Collective, I think. Correct. We got GCW's Planet Death up next. We got Atticus Koger versus Effie in the opener. And once again, this is we're going to be seeing more and more overlap, y'all. So a lot of this is going to be straight predictions. But yeah. we'll still continue to highlight talent uh, you know, that we haven't had a chance to. Um, Atticus Koger and Effie, who you got in this one? Well, all of these are death matches, right? Planet Death, um, produced by Alex Cologne. So expect violence. Uh, it, uh, God, man, this is... Atticus and Effie, like that is a main event to me. Uh, I 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Atticus because of the green skewers. Okay, I, I like the I like the prediction. I mean, we're for sure gonna see that. Um, I. <laughs> I'll ask you one question real quick. Of of all the <laughs> matches you're seeing listed here, okay, which one do you think they go the farthest in? Oh, um, my first answer would be definitely that the Danny Havoc tribute match between Alex Cologne and Lucky Thirteen. Um, my second pick would probably be that Slack Nolan Edward match. Um, Eric Ryan Masada is going to be really gross. Like, this whole show, man, is very gross. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and and I'm asking Mose because he's more in tap with the deathmatch scene than I am. I keep up with it, you know, more than, you know, most people, I'm sure. But, like, it's there, – there's still, there's still a lot about that world that, like, I don't know as much about or I haven't seen as much of. So I'm going to be leaning pretty heavy on Mose for, for some of these for this show. Um Orion Vite, is that how you say the name? Yeah. Uh, Damian Spriggle and Ricky Norin. I know Vite, like, for sure, because I know that's a name that I have absolutely seen, and I know I've seen him on shows before. The others, I they, they don't ring a bell. Um, what can you tell me about this triple threat? Well, A, anything with Orin is going to be super gross. That I can tell you for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not all the way smartened up. On um, on these other two, the fact that it's Alex Cologne produced tells me that that Alex um, is probably looking to to highlight some talent. Uh, I've just found Damon's uh, Damon's an H two appears to be he's followed by H two O. Maybe he's done some stuff with H two O, which I always uh, always appreciate. Shout out H two O. His bio says he's the world's most humble pro wrestler, so that's kind of cool to know. Um, I don't know, man. He and Ricky, Ricky and Damon Spriggle are going to be in there with Orin, so it's going to get gross. It's going to get violent. I'm going to pick Orin because of, you know, just that he's been in some really big, big time matches already. So because of that, but this honestly feels like we might have two, two of the next wave kind of guys up on this one. There you go. Well, I'm going to take your prediction on that as well. I'll go Orin, and that's once again mainly because I I know who that is. And I'm just not as familiar with Spriggle and Norrin. So, well, uh, I am I mean, I'm going to be watching all these shows, y'all. So I'll let you know what I think. Um, next, we have a pick your partner match. where We got Jimmy Lloyd and Gory taking on G. Raver and Brandon Kirk. Um, G. Raver, I only really got to talk about because, uh, you know, Nolan Edward got that big win over him recently. But him and Jimmy Lloyd have been having like a real blood feud um you know, in GCW for what seems like, you know, I don't even know how long back it goes, but I know for definitely the, the recent uh, past, every time I watch GCW, there's like another layer to that story between the two. And this just seems like another, another layer to it with Lloyd and Raver going, you know, back and forth against each other, but bringing in some partners for this one. Uh, who do you think wins this? Do you think Jimmy Lloyd gets the win over G Raver or, uh, I mean, th- this is a tough one to call. Yeah, very tough. Uh, real bad blood here. I'm going to go G-Raver uh, just because, again, the how much hate is here. It was it was Jimmy that nearly ended Raver's career at that um, the two-cup stuff or whatever it was called a couple of years back, the, uh, the big ladder light to grossness. So 
uh, for sure, Raver wants to get vengeance, and uh, and I believe he will. I think Raver and Brandon Kirk are going to get it done. I can't remember, but, like, was the last time that Lloyd and Raver wrestled, was that the match where they were doing, like, the syringes to the palms? Yeah, I think it was. Was it a barbed wire rope match? And they, like, went, they legit went through, like, they went through the barbed wire. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Because once again, when I'm watching some of this stuff, I'm literally like <laughs> one eye closed, like looking through my fingers because it's 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 graphic sometimes. But hey, there's there's a big audience for it as well. Like I don't knock it at all. It's just I have a weak stomach when it comes to certain stuff. Um, but if this is your jam, this you'll you'll love this. Mm-hmm. Um, and here here's a match that I'm gonna love, and I know it's gonna be hard for me to watch. But we got Schlack taking on Nolan Edward. Uh, we've talked about both these guys, and this is just a hell of a matchup. Uh, I would love to see these two just straight up wrestle each other because I'm a fan of both. But yeah, I know that that's not what this is intended to be. Uh, I know it's going to – well, actually, you know, I know you're boys with both of these guys. Who do you think wins this one? And is it going to be hard for you to watch as, as a friend to both? No, it's actually the opposite. Uh, as, as, as close as I am to some of these deathmatch guys, I totally, like – they love the they do they love the violence so I'm I'm nervous at times but more than anything I mean it has to be a really gross kind of you know a, a mishap for me to get very very nervous because I know they love it like they're having more fun than anything doing this I'm gonna because of what Nolan's match with Alex Cologne uh, it's got Nolan on this show. I know there's respect there between Schlack and Nolan. Schlack got in the ring, and he was on commentary for their match. And, you know, I know there's respect here. So I know Schlack is going to make Nolan earn it, and Nolan is absolutely ready to earn it. So I, I'm going to pick Nolan to win, though. Um, I mean, it's he's going to the meat grinder, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to go Nolan also. I, I mean – I want to pick Schlack. Like, I think that's a smarter pick, but I I want to see Nolan win really badly. So I, I'm going to go as, as a fan, I'm going to go mm-hmm. more as a fan than as like an analyst on this one. And I'm going to say that Nolan gets the win here. Um, I, I just, and it's funny because I mean, you're right about all the stuff you said, like for, for those, I mean, off the record, I won't, obviously I'm not going to like throw anyone under the bus or anything, but like, Moses told me in the past, like legitimate situations, like actual scenarios where some of these wrestlers were talking about, like have been approached about doing, you know, matches on mainstream TV and whatnot. And like they refuse sometimes because they love this world. Like they mm-hmm. want to keep doing this and um, they really love it. So keep that in mind, too. Sometimes when it's when you're watching some of this stuff, and you're like, why would someone do that? It's like because they, they legitimately love it. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't. It's um, their art. It's their art. It really is. So, you know, I think this match is going to be badass. And I just, I just, you know, I, I hope for the safety of both men, because I know they're both going to go very hard out there. Um, But once again, I'll take Nolan as my prediction. Up next, we have Man, Ma- Madman Pondo and Matthew Justice. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, So Madman Pondo, uh, 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 just straight up legend of, of yeah. this world. Sure. Um, Matthew Justice, a guy who's, you know, I, I think he's right there as far as some of the most talented 
wrestlers on the indies like he has the look the size he's crazy enough to jump off things but he's also good in the ring and he has a good look i mean matthew justice just checks pretty much every box and um he's absolutely crazy and so is madman pondo so uh this should be a really good match because both guys are legitimately insane and they're gonna want to go out there and steal the show and don't be surprised if um, you know, Madman Pondo's got some weapons in his hand, and if Matthew Justice and him wind up jumping off the building together, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, so I, I'm gonna take Justice, but who you got, man? Because this one's just gonna be insane. I'm with you. I'm going Justice, but I, I mean, both men could kill each other. Uh, this is another one that could get. It's gonna. It's not could. It will get out of hand quickly. Uh, Pondo, a legend, like you said, but still trying to show that he's just as crazy as these young kids. And boy, Matthew Justice is as crazy as they come. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if I had to make a bet on who will jump from the highest on this show, I would mm. pick this match. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, up next. Uh, up next, we have a canceled match. Um, yeah. It was going to be AJ Gray versus Akira. Just wanted to take this time real quick to shout out Akira. Obviously, he's a part of your crew, KOBK. Um, he unfortunately uh, broke the news today that he tested positive for COVID. Um, so, you know, he can't, he can't wrestle, uh, which is just a real bummer. But is there anything you wanted to say real quick just uh, just about Akira? Yeah, it's, it's such a bummer. Uh, Akira and his girlfriend, Charlie Cruel, both popped uh neither will be able to make the trip i know uh both have really been trying and really working and really just wanting to get better um so i can't i i just my heart goes out to him of course uh of course this match with aj and akira was i mean i was just i couldn't wait for it um so yeah absolutely in our in our thoughts you're going to be in down there in spirit with us but i know yeah, that's that's not what anyone wants to hear, especially those two. But definitely shout out Akira and Charlie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a real bummer. But hey, uh, did the honorable thing and yes. told everybody, you know, like there are there are worse people out there in the world, I think, that would have just said nothing. And just, you know what I'm saying? Like he I respect the hell out of the fact that he did the responsible thing let everybody know so that everybody who is around him can go get checked and, you know, hopefully helping out, not spreading this, you know, and whatnot. So, you know, we very similar to, to Danny Adams, you know, situation, like, yeah, you know, just was a total man about it, you know, was upfront, said what happened and, you know, it just is what it is, but shout out to Akira. He did the right thing by, by letting people know. Um, after that, we got Masada, who we've talked about earlier, taking on Eric Ryan, who we haven't talked about, but we have talked about 440 a little bit. He's obviously, a, you know, been a part of that group and everything. Um, I'm sure these guys are going to beat the hell out of each other. It's pretty much what I expect to see. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't really there's really not a whole lot more I can say other than uh, there. I mean, once again, we got Masada been out there doing it forever. You got Eric Ryan, who. You know, I still feel like flies pretty under the radar, but he is, yeah. you know, being attached with 440, like he has gotten to be involved with a lot of good stuff. So who do you think wins this one? Uh, Eric Ryan is one of my favorite deathmatch guys in the world. I'm so glad you said 
that he's underrated because I could not agree more. Um, I could tell you about Eric Ryan in real life, but it, it would go against everything that 440 wants me to say. Because uh, <laughs> he, he's such, I mean, Eric Ryan is just the best dude. Um, the antics of 440 aside, shout out Eric Ryan. This is going to be a violent, awesome match. Uh, I'm going to pick Eric Ryan for that reason. But uh, shout out Masada, man. Uh, a big, we've said that name a lot today, man. Masada's got a big week ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I'm gonna take Aaron, Aaron sorry, Eric Ryan, uh, in that one. So Yeah, big same. Uh, shout out Eric Ryan. Um again, I know his, his character doesn't want me to say it, but I, I like him in real life. <laughs> there you go. And my prediction in that one is someone's gonna bleed a lot, probably. That's my guess. Man, um, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, the Danny Havoc tribute match, Alice Cologne, who, you know, is putting this whole event on uh, versus lucky 13 uh, cologne. You could probably speak to cologne better than I, well, you definitely could speak to cologne better than I could. But what I will say is this, I absolutely respect the guy. Um, his name comes up pretty much anytime you talk about deathmatch wrestling nowadays, like his name is a name that comes up. Um, he's one of the best to do it. He's one of the craziest guys out there. Just, yep. I mean, it's like he has no pain, like he just doesn't have like the pain nerve that everybody else has. Um, and then lucky 13, uh, you know, does a lot of stuff with GCW. And that's really where I'm familiar with him from is just watching him wrestle guys like AJ gray and stuff, you know, in GCW. Um, so how are you feeling about this one? Obviously Danny havoc, uh, you know, a name that meant a lot to a lot of people, um, especially in the world of deathmatch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about this being, you know, the, the match for the tribute and who do you think wins? This is going to be emotional, violent, just a complete, um, an homage. I mean, everything, the respect to Danny Havoc between these two, uh, couldn't have, you know, couldn't have had two better opponents for this tribute match. It's going to be super violent. It's going to be super crazy dope, um, I, I'm going to take Alex Cologne because I just said about Eric Ryan. Alex and Eric Ryan are, you know, I love the deathmatch wrestling, but, uh, you know, a short list of my favorite deathmatch guys, those two would at 1 million percent be on of it. At, at different, at, depending on my mood, either one of those could be my favorite deathmatch guy, period, at the time. Um, you know, shout out Lucky 13, uh, definitely a guy that the, the deathmatch death uh, crowd knows, so... This is, a, this is a huge match. It's a very cool match. I'm going to go Cologne. Um, I, I mean, I, I just, I could, we, you know, we could speak forever on just how much I respect Alex Cologne, man. That guy's real as it gets. There you go. Big endorsement there. Um, and I'm going to take Cologne for the win. So, I don't know if you, did you make a pick in there? Did you yeah, no, I, well? I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you, uh, Alex Cologne. I know. I, I want to say quick, too, before we move to the next show, Marcus Crane hosting this show. If you don't know the how close Marcus was to death just, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. So to have him back, a part of the wrestling world is awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. So that was uh, that was Planet Death. Planet Death. And then we move on to Unsanctioned Pro Yeet. presents Fueled by Spite. Um, yeah, this is going to be just this is going to be a whole banger of a show. Um, I feel like the matches are in the reverse order on this yeah. one, but we have been seeing. So I'm going to go the other way on this one. Um, we got PB Smooth taking on Lord Crew. Um, we talked about PB Smooth already. 
Lord Crew, me and you have talked about privately a little bit, um, just like on our on our unaired stuff. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that like I I see potential in, but he just really hasn't clicked with me much. Like I've watched him in Paradigm. Um, I know he's supposed to be really good, and I know that there's a lot of really good people that I like that endorse the hell out of him. I just haven't there just hadn't been really much that I've seen of his that like has really really drawn me to him and I'm, I'm just waiting for it to happen like this isn't anything against the guy it's just it's similar to like the Cole Radrick thing or something like it just took a while before I was like oh boom okay I get it now this is why this is why you know he's he is where he's at and why so many people are behind him and maybe this is what does it for me like I'm really just yeah. waiting for Lord Crew to have that big breakout performance for me to really get what the hype is about. Um, and I, I don't know if you feel the same or, or if, uh, you know, kind of you have a prediction for that one with a uh, smooth and crew. No, I'm excited for this matchup. Uh, Lord Cruz one that I've seen a lot. He's really hungry. He wants it. Got a phenomenal look um, in there with someone, you know, PB smooth that neither, you know, neither one of these guys are used to looking across and seeing someone eye level. You're going to have two tall, just, Big old big dudes ready to, to throw down. Um, I'm excited for it, man. This is one of this is the only show on this GCW collective remix that I'm doing commentary on. So I'm really really excited to uh, to be a part of this because of what you just said. I mean, for Smoother Crew, either one, this could be the match that really has uh, you know new eyes on them. Okay, that's right. I forgot this is one of the shows that you're actually calling. So yeah. so what we're gonna do for the shows that Moses is calling. Uh, for y'all listening, is I'm going to actually have him preview the show, and I'm just going to give you some predictions, because he's going to know a lot more about, um, you know, the storylines and everything going into this. So the next match we got is Cole Radrick and Jake Something. Obviously, we talked about Cole a lot, and then mm-hmm. Jake Something, you know, we're seeing him on Impact a lot lately, uh, getting a pretty big push over there. Uh, obviously, we've seen him with, you know, the champion at Black Label Pro and all this stuff that he's done. I've watched him for years in Glory Pro, Big fan of both guys. Uh, give me your thoughts on Radrick and something, and then I'll make a prediction. Okay, yeah, it, it's just what you said. Jake feels like he's a little closer to getting "quote unquote" there. Raddy is, you know, looking to make a statement, prove a point, and uh, there's no bigger point to prove than right there with Jake. Something. This is going to be for sure one that that I know Cole has that target on, has those eyes on. He's got a big week ahead as well, but um, for sure, a, a kind of. Uh, like the next match we'll talk about in a second, uh, both of these are kind of those uh, matches of, uh, you know, uh, unsanctioned pros saying, you know, we're going to put you in there with, with some guys and uh, and let's see exactly where you're at, kind of a, a measuring stick. So very excited to see Cole in there with Jake. Yeah, I think that's actually going to be awesome. Um, I forgot to make a prediction for the last one. I'm going to take Lord Crew over PB Smooth. And this one I will take... Oh, I like both guys a lot. A lot, a lot. I feel like we're not going to have Jake for too much longer on the indies. I mean, like, he can work the indies still with his impact deal, but I don't know how long that deal is because I think he'll wind up getting swooped up somewhere else after that. But I know that's kind of long-term thinking, though. Um, I just see big things for Jake something. Uh... That's that one's just very it's it's impossible for me to call. Uh, this is a coin flip, and you know what? Uh, gosh, I'm gonna take Jake something. It's gonna be I think the match is gonna be awesome though. 
Uh, going to the next one, Mose. What do we got next? The next one is a earn your spot open challenge originally uh, laid out by Casanova Valentine. Hoodfoot answered it, stepped up to it. It has now been signed. It will be a street fight between the Hoodfoot Mo Atlas, Casanova Valentine. It's going to be violent. Definitely, definitely Casanova. You may think with the the no match death, you know, the, the no ring death matches he's done and just the death matches he's done. But uh, but Hoodfoot knows a thing or two about fighting in the streets. So this is definitely one to watch. Yeah, I like this one because I only know Casanova Valentine from death matches. And I've been watching Hoodfoot a lot lately. I mean, over the last probably year or so, especially. Um, I love that whole like gigantic do-rag thing that he does every now and then. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, the Lost Boys and that whole thing. Um I'm a big fan of his and I really like him in the context of like UWFI rules and uh, just straight up pro wrestling rules. Like I I think that the matches that um, him and Chase Holiday had at the last few sub shows were really, really good. So I'm going to go Hoodfoot as my prediction. Uh, What do we got next? Next is a scramble, a mania scramble match. It will feature Chris Copeland, Jack Andrews, Billy Starks, Robert Martyr, Rob Killjoy, Freddie Hudson. Uh, quickly, I'll say Sage Phillips was supposed to be a part of this. He also tested positive for the COVID. Uh, it came out today that, you know, he, he admitted that. As, as we said, some may have tried to not admit that. Sage, much like Akira, came right out and said, hey, this is where we're at. Can't be there. So shout out Sage Phillips. Um, but Respect, I'll, respect. Absolutely. All the respect in the world. A lot of hungry talent in that that I just mentioned, uh, Stephen Jensen, one more time. Chris Copeland, Jack Andrews, Billy Starks, Robert Martyr, Freddie Hudson, and then the vet of the vets, Rob Killjoy, the ugly duck, who I see, like, this guy literally wrestles every week, always grinding. It's going to be a crazy scramble match. Uh, I mean, I don't know what more else you want me to say. This is going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, I I like this one a lot. Uh, Freddie Hudson, I can't – what's the company that he – what is it? He no, he uh, he's the shooter, Freddie Hudson. They was at a paradigm. He just recently moved a couple months ago to Florida, which is why you know he hasn't been as active. But you you definitely saw him all over paradigm. Yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't remember like because he's like one of the like the major fan favorites. Yeah, um, everywhere he goes, like um, super talented guy. And then, I mean, I'm going Rob Killjoy. I, you know, shout out Ugly Ducklings, and we talked about them a little bit earlier. Um, I think Killjoy is great on his own, also, and I love, yeah. I love the Ugly Ducklings theme song. Like, it's like one of my favorites. <laughs> I love that song. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think this is gonna be a good match, and I'm gonna take Rob Killjoy. What do we got next? That's a banger, bro. Uh, next up, this I'm very excited about this one. Jordan Oliver, Lexus Montez. If you don't know Lexus. He's a big-time striker, uh, insane uh, combinations, you know, like when you're spamming the X and the A and all the buttons at once in the fight games. That's what Lexus Montez can do in there with the clout cutter, big breakfast, Jordan Oliver, man. This is this is an awesome, awesome match. Yeah, man, this is going to be a tough one to call because, yeah, Lexus, you can go out there and put down a beating, yep. but Oliver is not going to just, like, stand there and take a beat down either. And oh man, it's tough. I'm gonna go Oliver. I'll take Jordan Oliver here. Um, that's a good pick, man. That's again, I, I'm so, circle this match. Anyone that's listening or whatever, like, do not miss this match. 
Yeah, one well, and speaking of circling matches, like the next one you're about to yeah. say, talk about, like this might be the one I'm the most uh, hyped about on the whole show. No, I don't blame you. Myron Reed, Trey Lamar, two of the cleanest, just uh, everything they do in the ring is right where it needs to be, man. It just it, you do not get any tighter than these two going one on one. Myron Reed, Trey Lamar, let's go. Yeah, man, this guy, this match is going to be great. And there's, there's really no, I really can't even lean one way or the other because I could literally say the same thing about both guys when it comes to pretty much everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're Mm -hmm. both, I I like them both equally. Like I'm a big fan. Um, I've been watching Myron for longer. Um, I guess because of that, I'll, I'll just lean Myron and I'll take Myron in that one. But like, it's going to be a great match and it's not going to matter who wins or loses at all. Cause I think we're just going to get something really, really good there. So I'll take Myron, but that's going to be a hell of a matchup. And lastly, we got the main event. So what do we got there? Mose for the unsanctioned pro heavyweight title title on the line championship match, Everett cross defending the title against Aaron Williams, very violent Aaron Williams, uh, one along with Gary J who, I believe their tag team is called Not Signed, Don't Care, because Aaron is just here for the violence, man. He's got a chance of leaving Unsanctioned Pro fueled by spite with the title against a very game Everett Connors, who does not does not want to lose that gold. Yeah, man, this is a good matchup. I like Aaron Williams a lot, um, and I like that tag team, uh, that alliance he's got with Gary J. That's pretty badass. Um, talk about a guy who's been slept on for like what seems like forever, Gary J. Um, and Everett Cross, I mean, he's the champ. I, I it's uh, half part of me is like he's gonna retain. The other part of me is like, you know, I really like Aaron Williams, and he's so believable too. Aaron, like, he really looks like he can go out there and just really kick some ass. Um, I'm gonna take Aaron Williams is my prediction. And I know you can't say anything one way or another because you know yeah. you you know what's happening on these shows. So, um, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And that, once again, is Unsanctioned Pro Presents Fueled by Spite. And our boy, Jumpin' Johnny Mosley, is going to be on the call for that one. Yeah, shout out Unsanctioned Pro. There you go. Shout out Unsanctioned Pro. And then the last show we have for the collective is No Peace Underground Presents Shallow Graves. And... There isn't a ton of annou- there's there's people that we know are going to be a part of the show. They've only actually announced four matches that I'm seeing here, but four potential big time bangers. Uh, we have Alex Cologne versus Masada, which I mean, what haven't we already said about these two guys um, and the fact that they're wrestling each other? Wh- who was who was Masada's matchup in the last show? It was uh, was it Eric? Uh, yeah, Eric Ryan. Jeez, what a what a hell of a lineup that dude's dealing with. For real. Um, goes from Eric Ryan to Alex Cologne. Um, and then Alex Cologne on the flip side goes from uh, what was the last one he had? A lucky thirteen to yeah. Jeez, these guys. Mad respect for these guys going out there and doing the, this to themselves over and over again. All all in the the span of you know a couple of days. You guys are nuts. Um, this match is going to be sick. Uh, Alice Cologne and Masada. I'm going to take Alice Cologne. What about you, man? 
Yeah, I've got to go Alex Cologne um, just because he's Alex Cologne. But yeah, these two know each other. This is going to be another gross one if you're if you're not grossed out yet. Just give it time. <laughs> Don't worry, you will be. Just remember what I said about the uh, violence is forever versus they might be giants match. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, pretty crazy stuff on this show, I'm sure. After that, we've got Mance Warner taking on Connor Claxton. Haven't had a chance to talk about Mancer yet, um, which is surprising. Uh, But Mance Warner, a guy who I'm really surprised isn't signed right now. Like, I think he's a humongous asset to a company like AEW or to, you know, the WWE or whatever. I, I I'm a very big fan of his. I think he's got a great character. I think he's great in the ring. He's a real throwback. I mean, he loves WCW, which I'm all about. Um, so, you know, huge shout out to Mance Warner. And then on the other side, you've got Connor Claxton, who I know does. I know him mainly through H2O, I think. I think is mainly where I've seen him at, H2O yeah. and uh, Unsanctioned as well. So... Yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. Lord Crew defeated Connor Claxton. That was the unsanctioned match that I saw. I just pulled up his death match here or sorry, his cage match. Um, but yeah, I've definitely seen quite a bit of his stuff um, with uh, with H2O wrestling. But I mean, I can't go against Mance Warner. He's just one of my guys and I would pick Mance pretty much over almost anybody right now. So I got to go Mance or what about you, man? Yeah. Again, I expect violence. Neither one of these guys afraid to bleed, but it's old Manser. It's Buck Snort, Tennessee, baby. Mance Warner. Yeah, yeah. Got to go with Manser. Next match I've got here is Bam Sullivan taking on Bobby Beverly. Um, Bobby Beverly, I know mainly through his work with Paradigm, where he was the what? What was the champion? Uh, the he held like the like he won that. I talk about it all the time. He won that mixed rules tournament a while back. Um, yeah, was it is the was he the UWFI champion? Yeah, that was it, right? It was it, it was that weird. I mean, it was a great tournament, but it was the one that was like half street fights and half UWFI. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you know, I'm not I I'm not huge on the forgotten fight team. I, I've said that on this show before. Um, Beverly is kind of in a similar position to me as a Lord Crew is, um, where I I hear all the great stuff. I know he's got a fan base. I'm just waiting to see something that really makes me click with the dude. And then Bam Sullivan, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember why I know this name. Um, it, it must be the deathmatch scene. Yeah, no, absolutely a deathmatch scene. Um... Bam's got a great mustache. The Bev is the newest member of 440, which means hopefully that means that they won't be a part of this. But uh, I want Bam Sullivan to bleed and have like he has the best like post show. He like twiddles his awesome mustache while he's just bleeding. And I think it's really cool. Wait, he's from H2O also, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've seen him in H2O as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know I, yeah, I'm, it's coming back to me now. And Beverly, I totally forgot he was a part of 440. That was pretty recent, wasn't it? That he Very recent. Up? He's got a cowboy hat now. Oh gosh, even more unlikable. <laughs> um, I'll take, 
I was going to take Bam Sullivan, but now I'm going to take Bobby Beverly because I do think 440 will get involved and help him out. I agree. So. I think I think the Bev wins, but we all win if Bam Sullivan can can do some damage to the 440. There you go. And before we get to the main event, it also says here scheduled to compete Eric Redbeard, who of course the uh, the former Eric Rowan. We have Cole Radrick, Jimmy Lloyd, the end tag team, JJ Garrett, Wolf Taylor, and Jordan Oliver all uh, you know confirmed for this show. So although not a whole lot has been announced, there's a lot of great talent here. And the main event, well. I say main event. I, I, based on the poster, it looks like the main event is going to be Mansur and uh, Claxton. But the last match that I have here is Sue Young versus G Raver, and this one could be very interesting. Uh, Sue Young, a lot of people are going to know from Impact Wrestling. Uh, Sue Young slash Susie slash Susan, you know the split personalities and all that stuff. Uh, G Raver, we've talked about him, uh, you know, quite a bit already. Uh, this is a match that I definitely didn't expect to see on paper. I'm not going to lie, uh, but it could wind up being pretty damn entertaining. Uh, what do you think about this one and who wins between G Raver and Sue Young? Yeah, this is going to be very like, I expect like Gothic, like it's like the crow. If it were a match, just like rain and like beautiful, scary Gothic cinematography is what this match will be, bro. Um, yeah, uh, the ebbs and flows, expect good storytelling, expect some violence. I think I think I'm going to take G Raver, but I the, I don't know, man, Sue Young may uh you know, we may see a couple personalities, who knows when you're dealing with Sue Young what you're going to get nowadays, bro. Yeah, that's a good call. And Sue Young, I mean, you got a big fan base. Um I got to go G Raver also though. It is my gut instinct. Um, and I also think I had G Raver losing some kind of big matches throughout the weekend when we were doing our picks also. And, you know, I don't want to see anybody go like winless for this weekend either, especially talents that I like. So I'm going to take G Raver in this one. And for all I know, I could go back and listen and I might have G Raver winning like everything I've said so far. I honestly can't remember, but I'm going to take G Raver over Sue Young. All right. So that's going to do it for the preview of GCW's Collective. A lot of deep dives there. I'm happy we were able to talk about so much different talent, and I thank you very much for sticking with us throughout this whole show. If you want to hear our preview for independentwrestling.tv's showcase of the independents, then that's available too. Go ahead and check it out. Um, It's about two hours long. This was like three and a half hours long, so put a lot of work into this, and spent a lot of time uh, for y'all to be able to get pumped up for, uh, for this week and this weekend of independent professional wrestling. So make sure to thank Moe's and make sure to give him a follow over on Twitter for being a part of this. His Twitter is Moe's K-O-B-K, M-O-S-E-K-O-B-K. And until next time, enjoy some professional wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.